0: Today on the Power Hour, episode 216, Ranger Merch Review, Boom Studios, Power Ranger Comics, Part 15, Charge to 100 in Ranger Academy. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger up with the Ranger Command Squadron. Let's go. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie b 47
2: What's going on? It's your boy, the McQueen.
3: Good to be here. I'm Callum from the Lightning Collective Podcast. I'm Tyler, also known as Tyler MC. And I'm Dr. Ben. Eric go. You're pulling me away. <laughs> Zelda.
1: That's all Sorry. I want to be doing. We gotta talk comics. I I I know, I know.
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Ranger Command PH to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our five dollars and above patrons, Chris P, Steve F, Steve M, Jacob P, Tyler W, Leland D, Charlie N, Brian M, Craig M, Liz M, Mason M, Steve R, Hassan A, Josh P, Tyler B, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us this month. Remember, you can go to link tr.ee slash rangercommandph for all of the links for the show, including our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.com slash shop slash rangercommandph. Gentlemen, it has been far too long. We've got a lot to catch up on, but we've got some pretty awesome news to talk about. I'm very excited. Like I said, on the title, we're going to be talking about Ranger Academy, which just came out for free comic book day at the beginning of the month, as well as charged 100. So we're going to do our charge to hundred review, and then uh, maybe a month or so from now we'll connect again. And we're going to go catch up on Melissa's run because I think what she's doing with the run is, is really great. And we definitely need to catch up with that, but we're going in order. So that's what we're doing. Speaking of Melissa's run, when you're listening to this Power Rangers 108 is out. Set in the past, Rita retrieves the mysterious vessel with one of her close allies who is shocked to discover the vessel's true identity in a chain of emotional events. The vessel himself will have to contend with where his allegiance will lie in the end. Will he be friend or foe to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? I've read the advance. It blew me away. Melissa's run is great. Everyone should be reading it. And if you feel like you are behind in whatever's going on in the comics universe, this issue specifically will catch everyone up to okay. all the events surrounding everything that's connected. Melissa is literally pulling from every single point in the past of this past 100 issues past everything so she's rocking it i can't wait for you guys to read this because it's it's going to be really amazing now in the time that we had stopped in between our reviews boom studios did a 30th anniversary kickstarter this thing was crazy it eventually raised, <laughs> they had 1,859 backers and made over $676,000. Aye,
1: aye, Whoa. aye. Blimey. Where's everybody getting all this money
3: from? <laughs> wonder how much of that was for those uh, Letterman jackets.
4: Probably
1: a lot for the jackets.
3: Yeah.
4: to was just sort of like the... Uh, archive stuff as well wasn't it? it wasn't even like the main yeah series from yeah there. it was
1: the archive stuff as as hard covers With the steve steve morris covers
0: yes the steve morris covers but the lost chronicles volume one that actually collects most of the ogns in oh. one book oh, okay. okay yeah yeah it wasn't the lost chronicles that they had the soft cover of the short stories oh i thought
1: it was right so it, co- it collects soul of dragon and the time for, Correct. Oh, interesting. And hardcover form, that's kind of cool.
0: So what I did there was I bought specific, oh, I, I participate in this. They had a 30th anniversary pin, which suckered me in. <laughs> they had some other things. Cause I, I'm a pin collector and and
1: I like this stuff. Do you have a spreadsheet for those two? They're in there. <and> there. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the answer I
3: wanted man <laughs> <laughs> you knew your spreadsheet was going to come up in this episode Boy,
0: I'll tell you guys the past I found this one eBay seller that was putting up comic covers like 150 ratios 1 100 ratios for super cheap I have filled my backlog in the past few months from this guy like yeah. I was getting some variants that I thought I would never get because they were so expensive on the aftermarket. And this guy, when I message him, because he's in California, he's like, yeah, I bought all of boom's back stock okay. when they were cleaning their warehouse and I'm like, you did what? Good move. So he's like, we've got pallets of comics that I'm just sorting through and so I asked him for specific covers and he's like, Look, they didn't give us an inventory list. He's like, I'm just putting these up as they sell. So I I got some amazing variants. So the past few months have been expensive. I will say the spreadsheet is now more green than anything else.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's probably going to combat TMNT MMPR 2. Yeah, don't do it. I think you said 50 covers? No, no, no.
0: No, no, no. The first MMPR. TMNT crossover had something like, I think it was 79 covers across the five issues. Dang series two, when it was all said and done had 149 variants.
3: That's not healthy. That just shows you. I'm not like a collector of comics because I thought 50 was a big number. I thought 50 covers across five issues was like, that must be a lot.
0: Each cover had like at least had at least 20 yeah issue one alone for the second series had something crazy like 55 covers just for number one and some of them are
3: really good i don't often do uh alternative covers but i got one that was um casey jones holding his helmet yeah um in that classic style yeah and one that was all the mutant rangers in kind of like the old tmnt cartoon style yes uh that one i saw and i'm like yeah okay Okay. I'll get, I'll get it there. That looks good.
0: (laughs) So anyways, with this Kickstarter, they did say that these hardcover editions like of the archive and the lost Chronicles, they'll be available in their regular format next year. They're still going to be made retail. It's just, this is part of like booms what they're calling their direct reserve. And this is where you can get special editions of different comics that they make. But yeah, they had some crazy tiers. Uh, they had some really good, like, bonus stuff, which we'll get to. I'm not going to talk all about it, but I am getting, like, the patches. I'm getting the bonus pins. I just think it's cool. And what was really interesting was that the base tier, there's going to be a 30th anniversary special coming out later this year. And that is like the 25th anniversary special in which you'll have a bunch of short stories. I know Melissa's doing a short story. Matt Groom and Michael Basuto are doing a short story in it. They announced that on, on Ranger Danger kind of very subtly. Yeah, so that's the only way to get these special editions of that. They're reprinting issue zero as like a gatefold. It's called the Power Coin Edition, and it's got foil accents. It looks very nice, and it has all the Goni Montez classic helmets and then the 30th anniversary special that's going to be a 48 page full color book but that gatefold cover for that issue is dan mora's every ranger and it's got like a very nice 30th anniversary gold foil logo on it and that was the base tier so i got the base tier just because i wanted those special covers for those two issues did anyone else in here participate in that or get anything
1: is it still possible to get the base here or is the
3: kickstarter over I think it's over.
1: The Kickstarter is over, but if you go to the link,
0: they do have, you can pre-order some of this stuff. Okay. So they do have like a direct buy that's still available. So you can get uh, one of the tiers based in their, in their shop. So you still can get the Power Rangers zero and the Dan Mora special. It's just, it's like $5 extra than it was. Cause if you get both after the Kickstarter, it's like 60 bucks. But with the kickstarter it was 50. so they do have a a store that's available and linked through the kickstarter if you weren't able to do the original kickstarter
1: yeah so it's 50 bucks for the two gatefolds 60 now 60 60 now now.
0: it was 50
4: with the kickstarter okay i didn't participate just because i thought it was all the archive stuff i don't Mm -hmm. really read so i didn't feel the need and plus like everything i've got so far with like hard covers doesn't really fit in with the yeah with the designs yeah. that they're going for so with with these um special editions or these kickstarter editions so uh yeah i didn't feel the need to so that was money saved for me
0: well the only reason i got the tommy one with the lost chronicles just because i don't have any of those other special editions that are like that because i, I didn't oh do you know okay in the first one
1: you didn't do the megazord one no i didn't i didn't do that your wife would have killed you for the standy
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, Kyle Higgins hit me up and he's like, do you want my Megazord stand? So he's sending that to me, but that there was like go. a month ago, but he never, I he's busy. He's a busy, he's a busy guy, guy. Yeah. but, um, I do have all the regular hard covers. I felt after JDF's passing, I wanted to get that white Ranger cover with the lost sure. Chronicles. I just saw it. That's like a nice tribute to him. Speaking of tribute, this was weird before the Kickstarter even launched. Did you guys see that they had announced some forever green edition and it was supposed to be this collection of like behind the scenes, JDF material? No. Oh, then it went away. Like it wasn't part of this Kickstarter
3: no i didn't see anything about that must have been quick because
2: that
1: did not fly by my radar i did not yeah it was quick only a couple of us caught it it was the the day before it was announced maybe they need to clear it with his estate or something or Uh, I, i have no idea but there's
0: supposed to be some forever green tier and it was gonna be like a special book that was in tribute to him I'll have to find my screenshots. I reckon they must have gone hate for that. No, it was part of their press release on their site. And then literally in five hours, they took it down and refreshed it with the actual press release. They
1: probably were told they could do it. And then were told that they couldn't do it. Or they thought that they could do it, but they didn't have it fully cleared. Right. Kind of like how you make like multiple news articles before you actually push the the live one. Right. And they probably push Mm. the incorrect one. Now that you're talking about it off the cuff, I think that they're probably going to do it. But they're they're, knowing that how they want to treat J.D.F. and his estate and everything. They're probably going to want to do it separately from anything else.
3: I'm also wondering if from marketing, it might have been confusing because Forever Red meant a bunch of different Red Rangers. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. Forever Pink, which we'll get into in in this episode, is uh, all the Pink Rangers like Forever Green. In my mind, I'm thinking, all the Green Rangers. So is like is Damon and Trip gonna show up in mm-hmm. whatever this Forever Green thing is. I get what they're going for or tried to go for and then kind of backpedaled on. But yeah, I think we just gotta wait until they officially announce something before it's real.
4: In my opinion, I just feel like it's not a cash. I mean, these are all these Kickstarters are cash grabs, obviously. But yeah, I just feel like it, it wouldn't sit right with me if if they're doing something to celebrate his life but it's behind a paywall. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, it, it just doesn't. And like, whether his estate is fine with it or not. I mean, if they're not, if they weren't fine with it, then great. But if they were, I don't know. It just, do you know what I mean? It just seems a little weird.
2: Here's my thing. I would be okay with it. If i uh, maybe like the funds were going to, you know, like an organization. They did you know.
0: say that. I think in the original press release, they did say that all of the funds were going okay. to his estate. Oh, okay. Okay, here, I found it. Okay. So Martian Ranger on Twitter actually took a screenshot of this, and this was right before they announced the Kickstarter. So this text was replaced eventually by the actual Kickstarter announcement. So it said, fans will also be able to purchase Power Rangers Forever Green a deluxe hardcover featuring a hand-picked selection of Tommy Oliver illustrations, stories, and behind-the-scenes material that pay tribute to the late Jason David Frank, with a significant portion of the proceeds directly supporting Mr. Frank's family. Power Rangers okay. Forever Green will also be available with or without the slipcase and a highly limited edition signed by Jason David Frank, which I'm like, how is that possible unless they had planned this before or, like, They had him sign some certificates or something. Oh, okay. So Mm. all that text was gone when the official announcement came. So this this text was available on their press release on their site for a couple hours before it was placed when the Kickstarter actually launched. This
1: tells me this is going to be a separate thing. Okay.
0: Okay.
4: They'll probably probably wait now until November, won't they? Because that's when he passed away, right? It It might be an
0: anniversary
1: thing.
4: Yeah, 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 I I reckon they'll do that in November. But it still doesn't really sit right right with me. Sure. Um,
3: Yeah, it's just a bit... It does make me wonder if it's signed, if this is something they worked on with him prior to his passing. Yeah. In which case, I kind of feel for them if they put a whole lot of work into a product and worked hand in hand with JDF. And then, you know, now that he's passed, it's like, oh, do we capitalize on like this thing that we already invested in in good faith, but Mm -hmm. look as though we're profiting off of his death or
1: so. So I think what they're going to do is they're not going to make this like a Kickstarter thing. They're just going to make it a a direct thing because I think it's going to look ugly if it's a Kickstarter thing, honestly.
2: And also smart on them for kind of holding off until Mm -hmm. like it's actually been a year because I can easily see a scenario where Fork could just like wait, hold on, not y'all doing a Kickstarter and then now y'all throwing this forever green stuff. Star- it, it don't look right, but at least yeah. when you wait a couple months, you know, time has passed by. You know, there's not really anything else in the stratosphere. So I, I would prefer that method and feel, and I feel better knowing that,
1: you know, the funds are going somewhere that this is something that shouldn't be part of something else. Exactly.
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel that's why maybe Dino Thunder Black has been delayed a bit. Like, they don't want to seem like they're kind of cashing in on on JDF. Mm. I know they did announce in the last stream the remastered green, and I think they did that respectfully. But Mm -hmm. I also really can't wait until they announce that Master Morpher, because I want that Master Morpher so bad.
3: (laughs) Yep, yep. Worst kept secret in Power Rangers fandom. Yep, I want it
0: i don't buy
2: morphers i don't but i will buy a master morpher yep, i need that zeo coin in my hands
3: oh my god that zeo it, coin is so sick it's so that's good. the yeah. best coin in the set
0: <laughs> all right also revealed during this kickstarter because one of the stretch goals was an announcement amy joe johnson is doing a 30th anniversary comic series you know,
2: when you announced that, bro, I could just see your face <laughs> and I
0: could just hear it. <laughs> it's just, it's so bad. Okay. So seriously, it was like two or three years ago at some convention and she was just like, oh yeah, I'm writing this thing with, and we're all like, okay, sure. And then apparently it's real. So once the campaign passed a half million. Do you not want it to be?
1: I don't.
0: Because it's her, ver- it's like her old universe story. That's essentially what this is.
1: Do we know that for sure? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. They made this announcement at the end of March. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers cast member Amy Jo Johnson, along with co writer Matt Hodson, which is, I guess, her boyfriend or whatever, are writing a brand new Power Rangers series. Details on the hotly anticipated series are being kept under wraps for the time being, but more information will be made available later this year. Blah, blah, blah. It's been decades since I first put on the Pink Ranger suit, which started my career in the entertainment industry. I had no idea the impact this character would have on so many children. I was your friend and you supported my career through all its twists and turns. And now 30 years later, I'm honored to have the opportunity to say thank you by writing this new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic book series with Boom as a love letter to all of you said amy joe johnson so one of the details
1: three issues max
4: calling it now no it'll be it would be five wouldn't it because then they can put it in a
0: yeah yeah they're
3: gonna want to hardcover it yeah fine
0: okay so there was an, an additional uh stretch goal towards the end of the campaign which did unlock there will be a prelude story like an eight page prelude for whatever this is going to be in the 30th anniversary special
1: just for the kickstarter one or for all the 30th anniversary special for
3: everybody for everybody for everybody, everybody yeah. okay so
0: there was a quote in this press release which got me thinking that this is the alt universe because she said I want to thank the faithful Power Ranger community for the love and excitement, blah, blah, blah. To kick it off, Boom invited us to write a short story for this summer's upcoming anthology special, which will introduce our reimagined world of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers OG style.
3: So this is going to be an Elseworlds style, not connected to the regular Boom continuity, not even really connected to the MMPR continuity, it seems
0: yeah and this is what i hate because boom studios said this in their press release it said said actor director and forever our pink ranger amy joe johnson i'm like oh brother. can you not
2: can you not oh brother
0: sorry i'm i'm lost is there some
4: sort of like beef around this thing then that she previously
1: wrote that you think she's adapted it it fuels a bad section of the fandom that's the problem it's not really directed towards her i don't think do we
0: know any is she in the past spoken about it there was a couple years ago when she was at a convention and she's like oh yeah i'm writing this comic book with my boyfriend and we pitched it to boom and we need we need everyone to tell boom that you guys want this and we were all like boom hasn't mentioned any of this we don't know what's going on with this and Mm. look i like kimberly as the pink ranger i mean like most pre-adolescent kids i had like a crush on her and that was it that's better my bad my my, my bad my bad my bad my bad what
3: (laughs) that's better (laughs) yes she is (laughs) i don't think anyone here is gonna argue that
0: adult eric knows that (laughs) but here here's the thing Personally, I'm not a big fan of hers because over the years, she has continuously used the fandom to help fund her different short films. And that's fine. You know, utilize the resources that you have. But the first time I ever saw her in person at a C2E2 when she was on this panel, specifically for her and specifically like everyone, like 90% of the people were there to listen to her talking about Power Rangers she couldn't have been the m- most dismissive, didn't care, didn't remember, didn't want to talk about it. And, you know, I'm sitting with Teresa and, you know, this is her first impression of Amy Jo Johnson too. And it was just like, wow. Like, so to me, it feels a little bit disingenuous when it comes the 30th anniversary. And it's like, I'm involved and I want to do it. And here we go. And I mean, good for her, more power to her, whatever she's taking her character in the direction that she wants to take it. But on my side, I'm not interested in a alternate universe ignores the past 30 years of canon just for one character or reimagine Mighty Morphin. I, I'm not interested in that. Maybe I'll get a collected trade of this, but I'm not doing monthlies on this.
3: The part that really kind of sticks with me is the uh, OG style in the yeah, press release. OG style—that's not a story.
1: There's there's an element that feels <laughs> like it's the actor is being slightly disrespectful to everything that has happened since they've left, mm-hmm. yeah. and I can understand and appreciate why this doesn't sit well with, with you guys. For me, it also doesn't sit great like the like saying like OG style it's a little odd it doesn't it, mean anything it, it almost sounds like a slight dig like oh this mine's going to be better than what yeah
3: than yeah. what you're
1: reading right now
3: and it's something i've seen in other fandoms too like kind of relying on honestly they're overusing the phrase OG but even just like claiming like oh well because i was involved in the original what i'm working on is going to be better yeah, it's and that's not ownership. necessarily true. It's,
1: right? claim, it's claiming it's, ownership.
3: Yeah, exactly. And it's banking on a lot of goodwill that may or, or may not be earned, depending on the situation. And I just, I don't see where the benefit to this story is coming from, from someone who was an actress in the original series. Like, I don't see why that is going to be more informed than, you know, someone like any of the comic writers that uh, write the current boom stories who have grown up with Power Rangers and know the lore very well.
1: This feels like Quantum Continuum.
3: Yep. Yep, yeah, yep. And here's my here's my
2: thing also. Um, if you had told me this was maybe like a one shot where it's the current comic book, Kimberly kind of just off doing her own thing, like and it's influenced, obviously. Well, it's written by Amy Jo. You have me right there, right? Sure. That's that's awesome because they've but, done that
4: before. It was called Power Rangers Pink, and it was. she wrote the
1: forward for that, and this kind oh, of she? does that, doesn't? Yeah. Yes, she did. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh. Okay, so if it's something like that again, sure.
2: But I don't know. I feel like right now we're really heavy into what's happening in Flores's run, mm-hmm. and like that's its whole big thing. And then now you're telling me to focus my attention to yet another re-imaging of MMPR in your style and it, it doesn't right. really add up like I'm gonna go with what I've been sticking with since 2016 versus yeah. you just kind of horsing around and making another OG style of MMPR and it's like I'm I'm good I'm I'm good. Yeah. No disrespect, and also also too. I'm not here to disrespect the pen because Amy no. Joe Johnson has had her hand in a, a couple of big things. I think she was on Superman and Lois recently.
0: Oh yeah, um, and I'm not, oh, yeah. and I'm she's not...
3: directed too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not disrespecting her her career, but to me, it just comes across as as disingenuous from everything yeah. I've seen.
3: I mean, she's an incredibly talented creative yeah. individual who's done a lot of great things outside of PR. But that's not what she's bringing to the table. She's bringing to the table. I'm an OG, and that's why you should read my comic. And that's that's not kind of where I look to for kind of reassurance yeah. that this is going to be good.
1: Let's call a spade a spade. We're all going to read it. All right. All right. Fine. And <laughs> 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 and but I do think that like all of these superhero comics have these elseworld stories. Sure fine mm-hmm. and this this is something that i'm sure is going to have an expiration date it's not going to be an ongoing it's going to be like a three to five issue series and then I, I hope so with be- i hope it's with a, a beginning middle- they can't they're not going to be able to sustain this amy's not going to be able to sustain this
0: but that means in some months in the future we'll have melissa's run ranger academy and this thing floating out there all at the same time it's like you're really competing against each other
1: i do think something's gonna get delayed they historically have not had like three different series running they might with this (laughs) i don't think that they're going to something with amy's gonna come up and she's gonna have to push things out or like one issue will come out and then issue two will come out several months later Oh, I don't God. know. I hope something's it's gonna, that. Something's going to happen. Sure.
3: Something's but I think each happen. of them are targeting different audiences. Yeah. Ranger yes. Academy, which is going to target all younger audiences. Readers. Yeah. You have the Amy Jo comic, which is going to target lapsed fans, people who recognize MMPR. And then you have the regulars ongoing series that's going to target uh, essentially super fans. So I think it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world for boom to have all three going at once. Um, Because I think different audiences are going to get it. And then, like, you got the super, super fans who are just going to get them all.
2: Yeah. And honestly, too, it, it's not unfamiliar. Like, how many um, Batman, or Superman books mm-hmm. we have running yeah. around concurrently at the same time. So I, I don't think it's going to be a big deal if we have like three or four Boom MMPR series running around, also. So. What
1: color is your spreadsheet going to be for this one, Aaron? Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: I mean, it'll be, there'll be a tab, but I mean, it'll just be blank. Listen, obviously I will be able to read this because of like the press copies I get, but I'm not financially supporting this. And if it's, yeah. if it's good, I'll get the trade just to have something in my collection. But at the end of the day, I'm not really interested in this. Yeah. So yeah. we'll, we'll move on. Cause I think that's enough. <laughs> Finally, to round out the news, we've got the upcoming solicitations for June, which does include Power Rangers Unlimited The Coinless. So, this is the debut of the Draken Rangers. As if the media-spanning fan-favorite villain Draken wasn't enough of the threat, Mistress Vile has special plans, one that will bring the ranger's greatest foe into our world. But this scheming isn't without consequences for Draken, and he'll have to take a page from the Book of Zordon if he wants the world of the coinless to survive. But who would be unhinged enough to join his team? As if they have a choice, in anticipation of the monumental 30th anniversary of MMPR franchise, Acclaimed Dead Mall and Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance writer Adam Saier teams up with Mighty Morphin artist Moises Hildago to present the last Rangers anyone would want to be that fans didn't know they needed. And if you look at the main cover, his Rangers appear to be Scorpina, uh, Coinless Zach, Coinless Trini. Kia, which he freed in the previous issue, Ranger Slayer and Jason. Go
3: on with Jason. So cool. this seems like a continuation of Dragon New Dawn. Yes, of. yes. I just hope they do away with the shattered suits. I yeah, those are terrible. Like oh my, the goodness. shattered suits. They need to go away and stay gone.
1: Remind me again what the shattered suits were.
0: It was just these random bits of armor crap.
3: Oh, well, what yeah. they did uh, in Dragon new dawn spoilers. I guess it's, it's very, no. it's pretty old at this point. They <laughs> took all the power coins and they kind of shattered them. So their outfits look kind of like patchwork. Yeah. Yeah. Very patchwork Um, with pink, yellow, and black. They basically took Dragon's
0: idea of diffusing the power to centuries and gave mm-hmm. it to, everyone that was fighting the resistance
3: but the suits look awful yeah
0: they're terrible. like
3: they don't have real helmets they just kind of have like like almost holographic thingies on them yeah and it's it's real real
1: bad it's been a while since i read that bad series here's my
2: thing with this i'm happy they're revisiting it because one of the things that i didn't like about that series was just like it felt like they closed the door shut on that universe yep and then I, i was like this doesn't seem fair because it's like there's a lot of potential here, but like that felt like a a bookend. Like we're never going back to this, and it feels like Melissa or somebody else they cooked in the writers' room was like, okay we can open this back up, but if we open it, we're gonna do it this way." And mm-hmm. I'm really appreciative of that because I don't know. I, and I said this on my stream as well. I think Ben was there too. It's like I feel like Dragon New Dawn was just a way for them to have another series while. Um, yes. I, I think at the time we only had like one of the books out, so they just needed something else there and they let the writer and artist do God knows Anthony what.
3: Birch. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, but this, I like that to opening up again. I like that world. It's fun.
3: Yeah. I agree.
0: Well, I like, I like the idea of Draken that we've seen mm-hmm. like, you know, mess around with the Omega Rangers and he's still floating out there. And he's going in to check in on his universe. Like if he has a way to get back there and I like how they're tying it into like mistress Vile's yep. war that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like now, if she's thinking about crossing the dimensional barrier and conquering another realm and he's like, no, nope. well, screw that. Yep. <laughs> so yep. that's why I like that. He's creating like his own Rangers. I, I think that's a really interesting concept. And anything's better than those shattered
3: (laughs) yeah and he's creating his own rangers which makes me Mm -hmm. think new suits which i'm always a big fan of new original comic suits especially ones that unite people that maybe have not been united before
0: plus kia coming back she's gonna be pissed off and the potential drama of draken meeting back up with ranger slayer on on equal terms
3: I will say as much as I hate the shattered suits, the Queen Ranger Slayer suit with like the gold and the cape eye. And one love of the variants
0: is a Goni Montez helmet of this. I'ma get it. I'ma get, get it.
3: I need to get that one. <laughs> I love the Goni Montez covers. Yeah. Um and queen ranger slayer is one of my favorite suits so i'm very excited for that
2: you know what i also like about this also i think we spoke about it when we were all together draken has been away for a while like yes. he mm-hmm. hasn't been shoved in our faces like that so the fact that he's been off he's been plotting we kind of forgot about him but this is how you reintroduce him and get people yeah. excited yep this isn't like it's almost it's like it's not like it's over it's like oh this cool guy that you forgot about is back, but it's a new status quo. That's interesting. That's how you do it. Yeah,
4: I feel the complete opposite. Like I feel like they should have kept him on ice for a bit longer. Fair and enough. I'm, I'll be honest. Like I'm quite sick of just seeing images of him. <laughs> like, he's just That's everywhere. Fair. So um, yeah, like, I I love the world of the coinless, but I could do without Draken for a solid while. But yeah, like I said, I'm clearly in the minority. So I'm, I'm happy that you guys are excited.
0: I can definitely understand your perspective because, you know, to be fair, it wasn't that long ago that he yeah. he was hanging out.
4: It's different for like Marvel and DC because obviously they've got thousands of series and you could be yeah. reading one of them and not have a character pop up for, you know, five years because they're appearing in a different book. And obviously Power Rangers doesn't, can't really do that because they've only got one or two series going. At mm-hmm. any time. So you don't really have that period of time without characters appearing. But yeah, I just feel like he's very one note. Like, oh, he's an evil version of Tommy. Okay, can we like move on to like something original?
3: See, that's why I think this series is exciting because he has been a little one note, but now he is for the first time since we've seen Draken assembling a team. Yeah. You know, he's he's assembled armies before. He has um recruited like all the rangers he can find to like uh fight the Imperials before but he's never formed a like cohesive team around him for like a united purpose Yeah, and it's going to be anti-hero it's going to be eh, maybe a little grimdark at times but I think that this is going to be a turning point for a dragon.
2: Yeah, and also, too, he's spent a lot of time just, like, kind of trapped with the Omega Rangers, too. So he's learned a lot, even with the Omegas and the regular Rangers. Like, he's picked up so much. So he's
0: going to have a lot of tools in his arsenal to help manage. Plus, he still has their original ship. Mm -hmm. He has the Spectrum 1. So I think it's going to be unique. Uh, So that comes out June 28th. A week before Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 109 comes out and that's got some cool covers. I'm not going to spoil too much on that, but there is an advanced solicit. So the collected edition for Recharged Volume 2, uh, which collects issues 103 through 106, that comes out August 23rd. And then moving to July's solicitations this was also announced during the campaign that boom had power rangers unlimited hyper force on sale july 19th this is written by melissa flores and megan camerina
1: it's about
3: time yes the vindication
0: it's been five years since hyper force ended and we are getting the sequel series um so one of the most popular Power Ranger teams get their first special celebrate the Rangers 30th anniversary as prolific Power Ranger storyteller Melissa Flores an acclaimed writer media personality and voice of Hyperforce Pink Ranger in the Hyperforce RPG Megan Camarina, uh Radiant Pink uh bring the fan favorite Hyperforce Rangers from the screen to the page in their first dedicated full-length story since the first season Mistress vile, formerly known as rear pulsa and dark specter have invaded the morphing grid, but it will take far more than just the mighty morphin and Omega Rangers to stop them as the dark contagion spreads and puts the Rangers in their most vulnerable state. Yet the Hyperforce Rangers will have to scour the multiverse for as many unexpected allies as they can oh, while they're pushed go. to their
3: limits. That's what hyper force does. That's awesome. I'm so hype.
4: I like that. Because I, I couldn't get into the series. Yeah. It was far too long for me. But I've like, I really want to like get to know these characters. So I'm really happy about this because I'll actually get to know them. So yeah.
0: And supposedly this kicks off right after the first season, like whatever the, the finale of Hyperforce. So all the stuff with like Chloe and her dad and Chloe maybe becoming evil and with Thrax. With Thrax. Yep. They go in right into this issue, and this is kind of like the condensed uh, second season. So, when was Shadow Grid?
2: Because they popped it there too. That was like what 2017?
0: No, it was five years ago. It's all yeah, it was about part of the ago. anniversary stuff. It was oh, happening
3: okay. at the same time the show was airing because yeah. JDF popped on the show, and they as more the Draken, so it was yeah. a Chrissy Cross that was happening at the same time. Chrissy yeah, okay. Cross, what the hell am I saying?
1: I do think it's worth mentioning that it appears that the people at Hyper RPG were not involved in any Correct. of this. They didn't know about this.
3: Yes, and that's a bit yeah. of a yeah, shame. Yeah, I,
1: I don't like that.
3: No. That's, that's a little icky. I, I like that Melissa and I like that Megan are writing it because I think they're excellent writers. They're a great team. They work together on Radiant Pink, which is yep. a really fun series. And they're they're going to get the voices right because Melissa was yep. also there. Working on Hyperforce yeah. um, back when it was airing, so she knows these characters very very well.
1: Yeah, she was the creator of it. But there's probably a very good reason why Hyper RPG couldn't be involved. Like there's probably a there's probably a legal reason why they couldn't tell them about it or something. There's some know.
3: legally thingy mabobber rights issues kind of thing that I'm sure they signed whenever they decided to work with uh, the Power Rangers brand. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it might be as simple as. They didn't have to, and they don't want to pay a money. Yeah.
0: Which, yeah.
3: you know, it stinks, but it also is within their rights to do so.
4: I don't want to sound like a dick, but what would they add?
3: True. We, they already have two writers. You really don't need more than that for comics. Mm, yeah. Like,
4: yeah. Uh, without sounding like a knob, like I, I don't think they could really add anything to one issue, a one-issue mm-hmm. comic, you know? If it was a whole series, then obviously they could be like, advisors or you know whatever
3: yeah that being said hyper rpg is wonderful they deserve our support um if you guys want to check out any of their other series they do you know callum it's it's very funny that you were saying that hyper force was a little too long as someone who watches TTRPG streams and critical role (laughs) episodes you have to like five hours long sometimes hyper rpg is pretty short at like two hour (laughs) episodes so they're still doing some really great things and i think that it's a shame they weren't involved in this, but also yeah. I kind of get it.
2: Yeah. And it and it's you you literally have the best of both worlds, honestly, on on the creative team. And I agree. What more do you need? So, mm-hmm. and you know, I think in a perfect world, people would like this to be a longer series. But what I like about it is, and I said this on my stream also, yep. just like, I get it. People want more than MMPR, but right now MMPR is what brings everybody together. So it's nice that you can springboard these other, like maybe one shots or mini series from the current, from the current Mm -hmm. ongoing series. Cause it it, it works back and forth like that.
3: And I've said this on other episodes, executives respond to numbers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If this does like, if this blows up, and is ex- incredibly successful and they have to print like uh alt covers, a second or third run, that is going to make some noise at Hasbro. They're like, oh, they like this hyperforce thing, and it's an ext- it's a hard thing to explain to a suit that, oh yeah, five years ago there is a tabletop RPG live yeah. stream with two plus hour long episodes, and nothing was really done with it since Let's then. Be but clear. Everyone-
0: Hasbro is taking a
3: gamble on this. They are, and I'm happy they, they are. They
0: are. It's a safe gamble. It's a safe gamble. Cause you got Melissa Flores like, come on.
3: Yeah. I think Melissa probably pitched it exactly right to be able to get this approved. Yeah. I sense Melissa was really a driving force behind this.
1: I don't think that this is actually going to springboard a series. Even if it is successful, I honestly don't like, I just don't, I think what, what, what the more likely scenario is that they're going to pop up more in the main book.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm glad they're highlighting the multiverse
3: aspect of it because you're
0: showing that the hyperforce rangers can show up whenever they're needed Mm
2: -hmm.
0: right and it, it won't feel contrived it'll be natural i am so excited to see these suits in actual like I want to say in action, but in action visually,
1: visually, visually, for sure. Visually in action, yeah.
0: Especially if they finally make a canon look of Hyperforce Pink's battleizer.
3: Yes, I was Eric. I was I was on the same page as you. I was second (laughs) away from saying that they've never made a canon form for um, Hyperforce Pink as like this night themed battleizer. Yep, and it it sounded so sick in the show, and I can imagine it, but getting to see that happen in a comic would be a dream come true that's yeah. so cool
2: and also I, there's this one thing i, I want to add to. is just like boom has been really cooking with those unlimited series like i know a couple yeah. of them all, may be all of the unlimiteds
0: like the unlimiteds last year and this year are tying into the events as they happen mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it because we're talking about a couple unlimiteds during this thing but mm-hmm. i'm liking that they're using the unlimiteds to tie into the story, to give yep.
1: backstory to some of these characters. Yes. Except for Countdown to Ruin.
0: That's what I like about it. It's just like, there's
2: a reason why we keep seeing more unlimited unlimited series. Because obviously, the numbers are showing People like this format works. So again, yep. if people show up for Hyperforce, which I am sure they will, there all no doubt. means it's just like later down the line,
1: we're going to get a, a limited for maybe another series that people enjoy. I do think boom needs to be a little bit better in terms of just like boom as a company as a whole. Like when, and we've talked about this, like when you're reading the book and you're at the end of the page, find out what happens next in power Rangers, unlimited hyperforce. Like show me that in the book. It's very strange that they don't do this.
0: I thought they did it recently. in one of
3: the issues of Melissa's run,
0: there was like a little like editor's note that said, check out. There was
3: that's not good enough. It was when Zed hid his morpher. Yes. They were like, check this out. And I can't remember what issue it actually was, but it's like, to understand what he's talking about, check out this issue. Yeah. Well, do it better. <laughs> <laughs> Make it bigger and highlight it so Ben sees it. Yeah. One smart. thing
4: I noticed with the cover, and I don't know if it's always been like this, but Black Suit has got. Red panel lining has that yes. always been, a yes, thing? that's always yes. been the case. Oh, has it? Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Is there a story reason or is it just because it's black on black? I think it's just design. Okay, all right, fair.
0: Yeah, I freaking love the Hyperforce suits, I love how they combine the Time Force technology with their own thing. So, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see this. I'm so glad that the alternate cover has Alpha 55, which is the black and gold. Yep. alpha that they have in the future. I'm just so glad that that's there.
3: I know I've said it too many times at this point, but I'm going to say it again. I, I hope they're Goni Montez covers where they're holding the helmets. That would, that would just make me very happy. Uh, that
0: would break my wallet. I know,
3: it would, I know it would break a lot of people's <laughs> wallets, but boy, oh boy, wouldn't that be great? I
0: love those helmets. Yeah,
3: they're me really too. cool. So
0: that's on sale July 19th, July 26, a week later, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 110 comes out. 101 through 109 have been part of this recharged era 110 kicks off darkest hour the prelude to the biggest power rangers event ever darkest hour zed and the mighty Morphin power rangers are working together if they're going to have a shot at defeating mistress vile you better believe it but mistress vile has an army on her side in the desperate fight for safe haven and As leaders and heroes collide, a well-kept secret on a mysterious island on earth houses, the darkest consequences imaginable for the grid itself.
3: That description is perfectly vague. Yeah. I don't feel like it really spoiled anything, (laughs) but it still got me hyped.
4: Yeah, I feel like I learned nothing. The biggest thing will happen. You will find yeah. out. It probably yep. won't be the biggest thing, but we're going to say it's the biggest <laughs> thing until yep. the next big
2: thing. Listen, Boom liked the tweet that I put out right when this was announced that said they need to market the hell out of this. Yes. So I hope that's not just lip service to me. You, Oh, oh I can see the marketing. I can see the trailer. I can see it. I can see the regular folk getting excited for this. Are you going to pay for it? Hell yeah.
1: All right, pony up. <laughs>
0: they are doing more video content now. Oh, cool! Because they did some new marketing hires. Because Esther, who was the lead of marketing, left at the beginning of the year, and now it's Anthony. And they're doing a podcast now. Boom is doing a podcast.
3: You are kidding me? How did I not know about this? Uh, they had a press
0: release, but they they are doing a, a podcast now called Boom Direct. Ooh. Okay.
3: Oh, cool. Ooh, okay. I can get behind Boom Direct. That sounds great. But it's not just about Power Rangers. No, I know. But I like other Boom Studio comics, too. So... um... That sounds very exciting.
0: Their latest episode focused on Philip Sabek, who's part of Boom's leadership. And they were talking about different issues that kind of in the comics industry. Huh. I'm sure at one point they'll have like something Power Rangers related. Cool. But they're kind of just talking all about the comics market and, and like more interesting behind the scenes stuff.
3: Yeah, that sounds great.
2: Also, I wanted to add this in too. I have feelings about using the word event because it's like
0: it feels like everything's would, an event. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would much yep.
2: rather just be like okay, this storyline or arc or Chapter. I would rather that I feel like of when you when I hear event I think oh, multiple books, tie-ins and yeah. all that, but I feel like Power Rangers they do well with just storylines. You can just market it as a this
1: is a important storyline. The word event is a little exhausting. Yeah.
3: It makes me think they have their finger over the universal reset button, and that makes me scared.
2: Mm. You know,
3: because that's what DC and Marvel does whenever they have an event. It's like, oh, everything's different now. Uh, the Power Rangers Comics hasn't really done that yet. They kind of rewound a little bit after Shattered Grid, but I'm okay with that.
4: Yeah, they started using the word event on Shattered Grid, and mm-hmm. then they just haven't ever stopped since. But the only two things I'd argue are kind of events are uh, Shattered Grid and Beyond the Grid. Because Beyond the Grid was very different, so I'd argue yeah. that yeah. is an event. What um, about Altarian but, and, and- War? Uh, mm.
1: Mm. It had the banner. Yeah, that was
0: and more it- an event. But what I like is that they're calling this story arc from 101 to 109 the recharged era. So this has been like the recharged arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't called it the recharged event. They've just called it like recharged. Oh, okay, was yeah. it
2: um charged to 100? Charged to 100 is n- was was an initiative or an event?
0: Charged to 100 was an initiative because okay, wanted all right. people mm-hmm. to to get ramped up for the storyline leading to 100 okay
3: and it sounds like the coinless and hyperforce are both going to tie into this event yes so it is kind of a multi-channel kind of thing
0: but it was just like when the death ranger stuff was happening last year in charge to 100 that's why they had the two unlimiteds that tied into the death ranger story Mm -hmm. so they're doing the same thing but i think it's just tying into these storylines Power Rangers, you can section off the CERN eras or the the storylines very easily because yeah. they name them like Necessary Evil, Recharged, mm. yeah. all of that stuff.
3: I dig it. I mean, it makes our job easier whenever we review them. It's just Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the event solicit for September 13th is the uh, soft cover collection for MMPR slash TMNT 2.
1: How come they haven't made a hardcover of TMNT? They did, I know they did the black and white one but Ben you just know that's going to be a f*** kickstarter. No. <laughs> I hope they not. haven't done it.
4: It will be a kickstarter.
1: Maybe they were waiting for 5 to end and and they're going to they're, they're yeah. going to collect both of them.
4: Oh, I hope so. That'd be nice. I haven't yeah.
1: gotten the
4: crossover in uh, in any well sorry, I've got it in single issues, but I haven't got it in soft cover because I
0: don't collect those, so
1: I'm hoping they'll do a hardcover. My stores have all sold out of issue four. It's the only one I don't have. I'm so annoyed. It's on hoopla.
0: Or try Midtown comics, they're pretty good.
1: That's where I shop. Oh sh- <laughs> <laughs> I went in person. EBay. I was just there in person. Yeah.
0: That's all the news out of the way a lot of stuff coming up for power rangers i think this is what keeps me going as a power rangers fan when you know you have the big event of once and always and we're all waiting for cosmic fury this is the stuff that keeps me going as a fan as these comics and they have been for the last you know six years
1: it's two things for me the the comics and this what we are doing collectively together yeah like us us jamming out
0: I love hanging out with you guys talking about comics. I I feel like I can only talk to you guys about comics because I can't do it on Ranger board. That's for sure. Good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about Ranger Academy before we get to Charge 100. So Ranger Academy, the synopsis, it's time to enroll in a bold new take on the Power Rangers mythology in this free comic day special. Class is in session for the start of an epic saga that is sure to delight longtime Ranger fans and provide an excellent jumping on point for brand new readers. Ranger Academy is the brand new Power Rangers comic book series set to launch in 2023. The Ranger Academy 2023 free comic book day special will feature a special sneak peek at the upcoming series with a first look at some brand new characters and familiar faces. The writer is Maria Ingrande Mora and the artist is Joe Ming Young. I did a review of this which kind of summed everything up but I like that the artist she did covers for Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers issues 16 with these kind of like painters team shots and she did the unmorphed cover for power rangers universe 3 with the Die ranger not the Die ranger suits but them in their civilian uniforms with like the cloaks with the colors going up in the air so this artist she's only previously done covers and this was her first uh, chance for power rangers to do interiors and I want to preface this before we talk about this. This is the first Power Rangers all ages rated series. So it's not going to be as as mature as the ongoing series. Personally, before we like really, I think Ben wants to just tear this one a new hole. But <laughs> personally, I thought it was fun. It got me interested in what Ranger Academy is I think it was a good introduction for the characters. You get to know a little bit of their personalities. And I think this is an important issue because this is how they all meet. I think Ranger Academy 1 isn't even going to touch this story because most free comic book day issues are like little preview things. This was a full legitimate issue. And I thought the art was very well done. It had a, like, animated type feel to it. Very kid cartoon. But I like the little touches of lore, like, mentioning Merrick and the Bandoran monk. And they don't specifically say when this takes place. So, is this like the Merrick from 3,000 years ago? And is this like... Are we dealing with morphin master teens because her dad's name is very similar to to Rian from power rangers universe and because they mentioned morphin batteries which is a big thing in power rangers universe so is it tied with that technology or is ranger academy concurrent with what's going on in the universe right now in melissa's run Or is this set slightly in the future? We don't know. I hope it clarifies that.
4: I think it said at the beginning, like a Star Wars-esque thing, where I said long ago.
0: I know it said long ago in a distant galaxy, but that's preferencing Sage's fantasy story.
3: Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. But also, didn't Zed destroy all the Bandoran monks? I haven't seen them since.
0: I made that mistake he destroys those frog creatures that taught him magic. The Bandoran monks Zardus destroyed them when he touched the Zeo crystal on the moon oh, because okay. they, they were part of the Bandoran palace,
3: but either way they're gone. So yeah. This has so to have taken place in the past, unless there's another sect of them somewhere.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Cause it said they mm-hmm. were from the M 51 galaxy. I thought it was an interesting introduction and I'm curious for more for those who read it. Your thoughts.
4: (laughs) I've got a very similar opinion to Ben, but mine's not going to be as Inflammatory. Verbally violent about it.
3: I love how Ben hasn't said a thing and everyone's like, oh, I I hate it just as much as Ben does. And he's just sitting there. Because he
1: preferenced it. He's like, I hate this. You all think I'm a boiling powder keg that's ready to burst.
4: I didn't like it but um, maybe I just wasn't the target audience because I didn't know the the age rating for it but when you read or watch Power Rangers you expect action I suppose and there was none of that. It wasn't really any teen drama either it was just sort of and I understand what it was doing and it was free so I can't really complain Um, but yeah it just I didn't really like the art either. Like I saw the cover and I was like oh wow that's beautiful like i love the cover yeah and then i looked on the inside and i was like oh it's similar to is it countdown to ruin or death ranger or is it both of them i can't remember countdown to ruin yeah i didn't like the art style in that book either so yeah i just i just wasn't really a fan but i saw a couple of uh, nods i saw the name merrick and obviously that's wild force silver or Wolf, whatever you want to call him, that's it's surely Luna, not the same Wolf. person. Lunar Wolf, that's it. Sorry, oh, yeah. Surely that's not the same
3: person, is it? His speech bubble was silver. I will say that. I I think it might be him.
4: Right. So there
3: was two cadets.
4: Right. Is one of them Because I'm looking at your show notes.
0: No, no,
1: no. No, they were talking to Merrick back at the academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, so they were uh, right. Okay. So that it was um it was over like a comlink. Or it was yeah, over yeah, the, the, the transmission. A- Got it. Okay yeah that's interesting
0: it's Tula who has the red stripe she's kind of like the brainiac overachiever Mathis they have the yellow stripe on their uniform and then Sage who is the farm girl that wants to go with them
3: she has a little bit of blue in her hair wink yeah. wink
0: when you
4: compare the two free comic book issues from boom
3: mm-hmm.
1: on Power Rangers I think there's only been two, three. Oh, has there been three ranger slayer was more of just like a collection of it was a compilation with like a little bit of original at the end okay
0: the first one was like that zordon traveling through the morphing grid and uh kind of similar to the new 108 coming out
4: okay but when you compare the two sure i think the quality difference is very apparent it's night and day yeah it really is and uh you know it like i said it was free so i can't really complain because i didn't sink any money into it but um, cover got me really excited for whatever was inside. I didn't know whether it was... I, I'm not caught up uh, to the current issue that's out now. So I didn't know whether it was going to be, you know, spinning off of that or what. It didn't even leave me wanting more. It was just sort of like, oh, okay, we'll see where this goes, I suppose. It wasn't, you know, it didn't get me hyped like the um, like the first free comic book day issue, which mm-hmm. is how I got back into power rangers was because i read that and i was just like oh wow this is sick um i didn't really get that same feeling from this one but yeah like i said i guess this is sort of like the star wars resistance of power rangers where i'm really not the target audience so i've just gotta not ignore it but just leave it to be its own thing and i'm fine with that
3: callum it's interesting you bring up star wars because my main complaint with the series is that if you gave me the script and i did Find and replace of Ranger (laughs) with Jedi. Yeah. You can resell this as a Star Wars based thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The nods, I mean, Merrick could be a name in either universe, but I guess the Bandoran monks is the one real kind of rangery tie-in. And I enjoyed it. Like I get the audience it's going for, and it's not necessarily me, but I still feel like it needed a stinger at the end. It needed a little zest. It needed yeah. like a final scene of either like a really bad, bad guy looking over a hill being very threatening, or it needed a morph sequence of some kind.
1: Or showing the God Academy.
3: Yeah, or show the Academy. <laughs> they are establishing a new series. So, you know, there's a lot of concept art right. and a lot of world building that they're working on. And I wish they had shown any of that. Because they showed the characters and a ship and a planet that I'm guessing they're probably not going back to, but I just, I wish there was a little bit of something at the end to make me want to come back and read more.
0: I'm going to throw this out there because I've seen, I'm not calling a complaint, but I've seen this observation a lot that, oh, there's no morphing or there's no zords or there's no ranger forms. There's not this or that or whatever. I think Power Rangers is more than just morphing and zords and all of that. So I get why people wanted to see, like you were saying, Tyler, a little bit more, but at the same time, I just, you know, I see Ranger Academy and I think I have different expectations. I'm like, these are kids learning to become what a Power Ranger means. So I don't think we're necessarily going to see them Ranger up even in the first issue or, or whatever.
3: But to argue that a little bit, if you see a series about a magic academy, you're going to want to see some magic, even if it's just from the teachers. That's what you want to see. I think for me, I think
4: the stinger that I would have liked to have seen is something with the dad. Because obviously he knows what's going on when no one else does. Mm -hmm. And it's just not really, there's no hints towards where that could go. It surprised me that his daughter didn't even pick up on the fact that he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Don't remember reading anything, having like, oh, why do you know what they're talking about? She didn't say that once, did she? Or, you know.
0: I think it was just kind of hinted at, like, in her thoughts in between panels, Mm -hmm. kind of like, wait, why does my dad know about all this stuff? Or
4: I don't know. If it was my parent in that situation, I'd be like, wait, hold up. Yeah. why do you know what's going on when I don't even know what morphin means?
3: Yeah, and Callum, I agree. I think a good stinger could have been the dad going into his closet, pulling out a box, and there's a mysterious morpher in it. That would have been enough to make me go, oh, I'm, I really want to see what happens next.
1: Can I say my piece? Yes, yes Vanguard. Yes. You've been very Uh-oh. patient. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like we've done this before. In mm. what way? it feels like we've done this in power rangers before we're getting just more weird alien names that are hard to remember in this galaxy or whatever
3: you're getting universe flashbacks
1: this <laughs> feels like universe again okay this funny. feels like universe again zeroing in on the pronouns which is okay if it doesn't feel forced i don't think just... this felt forced
3: okay yeah i agree i thought it was very if natural you
1: felt like it didn't That's great. But for me, it felt like universe all over again. I'll be
4: honest, I didn't even notice.
1: For me, admittedly, when I'm starting to read this and I'm noticing where things are going, I couldn't wait for it to end. So I was bringing in a lot of frustration towards Mm -hmm. the end of this, towards the end of the book. But I think a very real criticism is this just feels like something that we've done already. This doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like anything new. When you say Ranger Academy, I don't think it's wrong for me to expect an academy. I don't think it's wrong for me to expect Yu-Gi-Oh! GX for Power Rangers.
4: One thing I am getting sick of is just blue hair. That too. <laughs> can we get <laughs> can we get a different
1: colored hair,
4: please? Cause I'm just sick of blue hair. But apart from that, like yeah, I think I've said all of my stuff.
1: Can we please get a series that doesn't feel like somebody is posting a bunch of like random crap on Tumblr? Because that's what this or live journal. That's what this feels like. And I and I'm sorry if it sounds hateful or anything. It's not meant to. I just want something better.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, my my thing with this, honestly, like I said before, but I told you guys before recording I didn't read this. Part of the reason why is um I don't know, it's it's more or less the same thing. I feel like we kind of did this before and maybe I was looking forward to something a little bit more like modern times, like I don't know, maybe like you know, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, where it's just like in modern time, like Let's look at this history of Power Rangers and, you know, maybe we're going to the lore or something like that. I don't know. Maybe, I was looking forward to something a little bit more modern. The first thing I, I thought about when I saw this was like, oh, is this another Power Rangers universe? So, but here's on the flip side, I ended up enjoying Power Rangers universe when I actually sat down and I read it all in trade. So that's why I'm not going to be too quick to dismiss this. Because maybe this is like a, a is this, a, is it confirmed as an ongoing or it's a mini or we do not, or do we not know? They said it will be an ongoing. Okay. So maybe I'll check this out and like trade or whatever. And then, you know, maybe how they piece things together and it'll flow better than Power Rangers universe. So maybe, but I'm not going to be too quick to toss this out. And I do like, this seems slightly more organized like we're not dealing with a bunch of behind the scenes nonsense right um in regards to the creative team so maybe this was planned properly in accordance with whatever melissa's doing or whatever the other artists and writers are going to be doing so that's what i'm hoping for because here's the thing too boom must have felt confident enough to like let's try this again or let's try this in a different way so i'm more open to this than whatever the hell amy joe johnson is doing i'll say that right now
4: yeah
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Did
4: they say where the academy was? No. Okay, because I just thought of something. And I think it would be kind of cool, which can lead to the Ranger Academy just doing really whatever it wants, is if the Ranger Academy is Outpost 1 from the Force Hmm. novel, because... I don't need, obviously, nostalgia bait all the time or, you know, references 24-7. They did
0: mention Outpost 1, I thought, in a different outside of that OGN. I think at one point yeah. they briefly mentioned.
4: It was in Shattered Grid. That's right. where it was first. And then um Matthew Ehrman. Yes. He then made it into an actual living thing, I suppose, Um just very briefly at the end. So if Ranger Academy becomes Outpost 1 i think that would be part of outpost one yeah, yeah yeah i think that would be kind of cool but obviously it doesn't need to do that for me to be happy sure um it you know it can do whatever it wants just yeah i'm not the target audience so yeah
0: i think that's important to remember that this is a different target audience this is meant to get power rangers first all ages title and Daphna is coming back to edit this so she's working on this but we have our other editor Allison. So Allison is handling like the stuff with Melissa and the one shots and stuff. So I think it's interesting that Daphne came back. Her editorial duties have have spread beyond Power Rangers. That's why she left the main Power Rangers. So I think it's interesting in the Free Comic Book Day issue that I saw that it was edited by Daphne.
3: Well, I think also this is a riskier kind of gamble for yes. Boom. I think this is something wholly original. I mean, as far mm-hmm. as I can tell, it's not even based off of Sentai suits. If no. there are suits at all, who knows? Yeah. So I think they really want someone who has done this for so long like Daphna. Not saying Allison hasn't done a great job, but I'm saying Daphna has uh, experience a cou- of, years of experience of Power to help yeah. guide this and kind of knows what it takes for something new to take off because she's been there for the highs and the lows
1: agreed it's also possible that they had this cooking for a bit probably when they were doing universe they were thinking like oh we want universe to springboard this thing and they just couldn't get it off the ground immediately after and are now doing it and found a way to rework it maybe into the main series i don't know I think
0: that's interesting because the development remember this free comic book day issue was announced all the way back in November. Mm -hmm. It's already been five months or, you know, six months. It's already been half a year and they already knew that this was going to be an ongoing. So they may have two, three, four issues already in the bank Mm -hmm. right now. So they might already have that, that first trade like ready to go. It all depends on how this is might be successful or or it might not be, but I think we're at least going to get five or six issues to have like a solid trade.
1: I wasn't that harsh, was I? I
0: don't think you're harsh. I I think it's reflective of a a lot of what I'm seeing about Ranger Academy. I think the problem with Ranger Academy and connecting with the fans of the current ongoing with Melissa's run, there's an expectation that if you say Ranger Academy, there should be morphing,
3: there should be Rangers and there should be Rangers and Academy and a school. They should have shown the school. That would have been a great singer too.
1: When they were explaining the academy to Sage or whatever the hell her name is,
3: it's Sage. <laughs> Fine, it's, it's easy. It's just yes. Sage.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a
3: pretty normal name, dude.
1: I'm being a dick, but <laughs> but when they were explaining it, there should have been like a thought bubble that showed like an image of the of, of the academy or, or something, or just them showing a picture. Sure, sure, it's sure, just It's just hearsay.
3: Yeah, the most creative part of it was Sage's imagination at the beginning. Again, we're comparing it a lot to Universe, and the number one thing that built hype for universe is they released some of the concept drawings.
0: With the Die Ranger suits. With the right. Die
3: Ranger suits. Not only the D- Die Ranger suits, but with the Morphinaut and with the civilian yep. outfits of uh, the universe, the squadron team. And I've just I haven't seen anything that has grabbed my attention for this yet.
2: You know what I think happened? I feel like with universe, one of the main things, at least for me, was when I seen The cover of you know all the red rangers all the blue rangers and i feel like they probably was like oh we they probably thought we did this before like so if and we uh, we know how that series turned out obviously for us we had kind of like a we ended up enjoying it for what it was but i feel Mm -hmm. like they got to a point where it's like well we can't use that same tactic like you know we can't just call up a dan moore or somebody to throw all these rangers together because then they're gonna think oh it's just universe Mm -hmm. again And I think that's probably why they were playing it, probably more safe than they should have. With just giving us the kids in the suits and whatever have you, I think I feel like that's what might have happened this time. When
4: I think of the name, I don't think of a whole bunch of Power Rangers or morphing or whatever. I think of people training. So i I don't think my I think my personal expectations I don't think were hindered Mm -hmm. because I had something in my head based on the name that I think it should have given you a a bit more because it was just a whole bunch of talking really. And then they leave. Yeah. We needed more show.
1: Not. Yeah.
0: It's interesting because, you know, we went five, six months with the announcement before release. And I think next week or the week after we'll get the solicitations for August. If Ranger Academy is not in the solicitations for August, I'm going to be worried because The farther away you get from free comic book day, the less people are going to care about ordering issue one. Mm -hmm. Good thing
2: they got this out the way. So at least there's like some cushion. We have some idea of, you know, what may be going on. So now the main thing is issue one got hit. Yeah. like That's where you're going to get. This is where you're going to catch. Now, because everybody's excited for number one, this is when all like the people who may not be interested in the pirates they're gonna pick it up just to pick it up. If you can grab these folk at issue one, I think you're gonna be fine. Like, cause free comic book day, it's it's kind of whatever. But number yeah. one,
0: boom.
3: My biggest fear is that they're going to re-release that issue as issue one.
0: Oh, oh God, uh, I see where you're going with that, Tyler. Because their tweet when they promoted this said, "Yeah, this is Ranger Academy one," and I'm like. No, 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 no,
3: no! It should be zero. If you're not gonna, yeah, it really I said no,
0: no, no, because literally at the end of this free comic book day issue, it said continues in Ranger Academy one. Yeah. You can't okay, that call makes me this feel
3: Ranger Academy one. <laughs> yep, that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> but, actually. but in the
0: tweet, they called it Ranger Academy one, and I'm like, no, no. I saw remember. that same tweet,
3: and that that's what made me real scared. They're just yeah. gonna re-release this again because that's not what you do with free comic book day comics. No. throw you're it in re- the trade, re- sure, but yeah, they'll... yeah yeah
4: eric i was noticing your reaction to all of our opinions and i feel like it wasn't what you were expecting because when when everyone signed on you were all like you were buzzing about this i feel like and then uh yeah I, i'm slowly seeing your facial expressions and it's slowly getting you know uh danner and downer as me and ben are talking <laughs> more and more so uh... well
0: here's the thing i was excited for this but i also went into the expectation of like Yeah, this is an all ages title. It's going to be written differently for a different audience. So I guess my expectations were lower. So when I did read it, look, I'm the who went on eBay to buy this thing two weeks before it came out, just so I could like read it because I knew boom wouldn't promote this and you are a dingus. I am. (laughs) I'm an (laughs) on Monday, like Monday, the week before free comic book day. I sent in an email to their marketing. I'm like, are you guys including a digital like preview? Are you guys promoting this? What's happening? And they're like, no, we don't send out uh, digital PDFs for free comic book day issues. And so I took it upon myself on Thursday on Ranger command, Twitter. I'm like, Hey, does anyone want me to do a preview review of this? I've got the copy. I'll scan the first few pages and do a mini review literally that afternoon. They're like, Hey, here's the digital PDF of the free comic book day issue. And it wasn't watermarked like they usually do. And they said, please respect the embargo date of May 6th, which was free comic book day. Mm -hmm. So I said, thank you for giving me exactly what I asked for on Monday. And all it took was me almost going to leak it a day before so where are their priorities on this that's would you look at that that's my only thing (laughs) (laughs) and uh, honestly too like i'll I'll
2: say this like who knows this could be a sleeper hit if they play their cards right
1: i'm actually looking forward to it very well could be i am keeping an open mind
0: i went into this with low expectations and when i read it i was like that was a cute fun little introductory Mm -hmm. story i like the inclusion of the bandoran monks i like the name drop of Merrick, either that's the actual lunar force ranger or whatever. It got me interested. So I just thought that there would be a little bit more warmer reception for this and whether it's ranger board or just like tweets or videos about it, it's just kind of a lukewarm,
1: like what is this? And you've come to expect me as well.
0: Sure. And I I could feel the universe vibes too. I'm not blind to that. So Mm -hmm. So I I know the expectations going into this based on what was happened previously. And look, I don't know the writer's work. I've never read her works before. I don't know the quality of her writing. This is the only thing that I've read of hers. So I'm curious. I'm definitely going to pick up number one, but Mm -hmm. this is the thing. It's like after free comic book day, it should be this week that they, you know, announce the solicitations and... Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, if it's not in the August solicitations, I'm going to be worried because either they launch this thing and they have some issues cooked, or it's going to feel like another power Rangers universe behind the scenes situation. The
1: last two free comic book days, even though the Ranger Slayer one was like a compilation, they both had to do with very soon to be future releases. Correct.
3: Yeah.
4: And also thinking about the target audience,
1: three months
4: is an eternity for like, yes an eight-year-old nine-year-old i think that if they sit on it for too long right the intended target Mm -hmm. audience will have already grown up or forgotten about it and have zero interest because yeah growing up if i was
2: interested in something i would want it the next day sort of thing you know yeah and and they could take a page out of you know like marvel and dc because typically when when they do the free comic books day stuff it's either like in addition to what they're doing that year or it's for something that's coming up in like the next month or two. Like Mm -hmm. so then people are just like, oh, okay, cool. And then by that point, maybe like a week later, that's when you hear the announcement about, okay, issue one is coming or the solicits for the upcoming issue. So like they have examples and I would hope they're using these examples because I think that's really going to benefit them, especially for something like this, which is like, it's kind of off, I don't want to say off-brand. I can, off-brand is a little, it's something that's separated. There you go. So right, you, right. you got to use the tools in your arsenal.
4: My last thought is, I think hugely positive, is that whenever Boom do a free comic book day issue, it's actually a story and not just yes. five pages of a story and then, you know, 20 pages of ads like it is with yeah. DC and Marvel. Yeah. So that's hugely positive. From my point of view, um, it's just a shame for me, the story that is actually there, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of. so yeah,
0: yeah, that's fine. I'm looking forward to more. We'll see where this goes. And maybe six months from now, we'll be like, "Oh my God, Ranger Academy, like or we could
1: just be like, eh, whatever yeah Ben <laughs> was right. Ben was right. <laughs> I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for good things, man. I me too. I think Boom could a yep. sleeper sure. hit. I, yeah. I think I yeah. think so. I'm always looking forward to things, and I'm always hoping to be proven wrong i really am all right how about charged 100 yeah so we
0: are going to talk about charge 100 again we're not going issue by issue we're doing the general story arcs what we thought what we liked what stood out for us so uh the first part of this is matt groom's run mighty Morphin 17 through 20 This is what I call Rocky just wants to save the world and everyone else wants a new command center.
1: (laughs) They all want a new house of the book. Yeah.
0: So uh, the writer for 17 through 20 of Mighty Morphin was Matt Groom. Artist was Moses Hildago. This is all collected in Mighty Morphin Volume 5 softcover. And if you want to hear me talk about this storyline, you can check out uh, my interview with Matt Groom. At Ranger Command episode 209.
3: I just want to jump in real quick and say between this story and once and always, we're in the middle of a rocky renaissance. Yes. A little bit. Rocky is being like really fleshed out in a great way and seeing him be the oldest sibling. I don't want to say uh, parentified. But uh, almost a caretaker to his uh, younger siblings and balancing that with Power Rangers.
1: Mm-hmm. That
3: was a new angle that I've never really seen Rangers take on before. And it was really cool seeing him be funny, the center of action in this arc, realistically, and finally get the, the Dragon Shield, which oh my was, God. I clapped at that at that panel. I was like, this is so deserved. After the last couple comics, I do wish
1: that they did the um, that he actually got the the white tiger shield just to show like a bigger difference. But Mm. but I'm happy with the I'm happy with the dragon shield.
3: I mean, I'm always a sucker for new forms and that would have been neat, too. But I kind of get why they did it the way that they did it. And it's also kind of a cool unifying thing because Matt was up to this point, really not part of the team and yeah. this real this arc specifically was his first step to being a zordon team power ranger and not just prometheus
0: and after this tommy kept inviting him to missions including yeah. him more yep.
3: and zordon
1: mm-hmm. was also being more accepting and everything too and there yep. was a
0: lot of zordon learning and kind of taking a step back and being humble like there's Mm -hmm. there's a conversation between him and grace that was a long time coming yeah because the command center was destroyed and he was in her debt because he needed prometheus help and this was such a humbling moment for zordon and he kind of got fact checked which i liked matt is so
1: good he's really good
3: he is really good
1: i liken his writing. For Power Rangers, basically taking a drop of paint with a with a small idea and seeing how that paint radiates on the page, mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm. it and it basically started with okay, well, what if Rocky has siblings? Which which was something that was mentioned on a previous SDCC San Diego Comic Con at home panel. Steve Cardenas mentioned that that was part of the script originally, and they now decided to turn it into a comic, which is great. I really like the idea that Matt basically said like, oh, well, let me take my knowledge of the show. Let me take my knowledge of like the comics so far and how Zordon has been and how Matt has been and how Rocky has been and everything. And let's just like really flesh it out and show like that there has been consequences and everything. He just knows how to voice the characters. And I really want him to come back to the book at some I'm, point.
2: Um, also to piggyback off of that. Um, what I like about this whole entire thing is like I feel like this was good planning because yes, yes, we just yeah. came off of Eltarian War and then we had like a little bit of like middle room before issue one hundred. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it worked out perfectly so that there was this downtime for us to focus on Matt, to focus on Rocky and for the Rangers to go and find the new us- stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I like that because I- i don't know it just feels like everybody was kind of just like coordinating and it also gave ryan parrot some room to kind of just like breathe a little bit
0: yeah thank god that that matt came in because i i like that matt got a chance because he knows power rangers and he's a fan Mm -hmm. like us he knows Mm -hmm. what he might
1: not know everybody's name but he knows exactly, exactly
0: but admittedly he said that Rocky was not his favorite character in the show. Yeah. And him writing Rocky made Rocky his favorite. Yeah. And I love that because it fleshed out Rocky so well. We get to know his entire sibling and family structure and how he balances that with being a ranger and how tough it is for him and i love that he's trying to hide his identity from his family while all this is going on and he's relying on people like grace and matt and other adults while he takes care of the situation with king Aradon. and what a cut to use king Ardon!
3: deep cut i didn't even realize yeah. it's a deep cut until someone said it on twitter i yeah. think and i was like oh my god
4: Was sorry why is why is this deep cut because i thought he was original
0: he is the father of Archerina.
3: Archerina. Archerina. Yeah. Oh, okay. He is mentioned in one line of Zio. Wow. Okay.
0: And Matt took that one line and made this guy be the main villain for this. And I I love that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was brilliant.
3: I'm glad they didn't use King Mondo in the Machine Empire. Yes. Yes. I know all the covers kind of showed cogs. And I think that might have been like a, oh, the cover artist needed more time and they didn't finalize the design for the little for the two little dead people. Things, yeah. um, but King Mondo, whenever he kind of came, the first episode of Zeo, I remember him looking at Earth and kind of being like, I'll conquer it. Look at this planet. It, it's nice to know he wasn't here once before and ran away and came back. Right. It, it right, makes yeah. more sense that they bring in someone else who maybe. You know, complain to King Mondo about these Power Ranger guys. And King Mondo's like, well, I'm better. I can do it. Like, I can build off of that a bit more in my head than if Mondo was there.
1: The one thing I didn't like about this arc were the speech. This is a little bit of a nitpick, but the speech bubbles for King Ardon. It was this red on black, and it was very hard to read it. Mm. I think that that was just a very poor choice.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah, kind of that red on black is just like a little like, whoa, it it takes you a bit to adjust.
1: There were some moments where I was like, oh, is there even a speech bubble there?
0: One thing I I did, and I want to give a shout out to Moses Hildago because... All the Dragon Ball Z references? the, The Dragon Ball Z references, I love those. But the way that he draws action, like the fights with Matt going against Ardon, and this really gave... Matt a chance to shine as as the wow. green ranger as the new green mm-hmm. ranger my top three power ranger artists are daniele diniculo marco renna and yep. moises Hidalgo. i love their art so much and all three of them are amazing artists
1: i think hidalgo Sometime, like i was reading like the next arc after this like the the pink one Mm-hmm. I don't like how he draws when characters like look surprised. It looks a little too goofy. Sure. I can see that. Yeah. You
3: see, but that that was a that was something I was going to bring up almost as a benefit is that his art works really well for action and for comedy. Mm-hmm. Like when Alpha comes in with that mustache, yeah. I that that was hilarious. <laughs> and it was he does a really, really great job bringing out a bunch of different kinds of emotions from page to page. And something that like. I guess this is more maybe some of Matt's thinking this, this almost gave me turbo a Power Ranger movie vibes, Mm. but done right. Mm. There was a lot of like underwater exploration going to different planets. Wearing funny disguises, but also big action moments, it it uh, it almost felt like a little movie, mm-hmm. and I really really dug that. Just how many different set pieces there were as the Rangers are trying to find their own new command center.
4: This act of Charge to 100, I think, was probably my favorite. I really enjoyed it. And for me, I think a better name for it would be uh, Rocky DeSantos' Day Off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Rocky's crazy day.
4: Yeah. What kind of days
1: off are you taking, Alan?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Matt, though, in terms of like Rocky is just to me always been a background character. Mm hmm. Even when he's talking, I'm like, sorry, who are you? So this story arc, I think, gave him actual purpose, which is actually really nice to see. And I would say his relationship to Matt is very similar to Jason and Tommy in that Matt is Jason and Rocky is Tommy. So mm-hmm. Matt's sort of showing him the ropes of how to be in this friend group i suppose because i know that obviously rocky always doubts himself especially with jason and mm-hmm. now that obviously rocky being red isn't a leader so um yeah i just thoroughly really enjoyed it and i think everything that matt did i think was perfect i don't have any criticism i don't think yeah i just thoroughly enjoyed it and because it was so good for me the rest of the story arc didn't hit that high so it was a bit disappointing um, mm. especially with Ryan's writing, I could tell he was very much burnt out because to me, the whole story was very similar to necessarily evil. But for this story or for this act, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: One thing I really appreciate about Matt and this story in particular was the chance to bring in and use elements from future seasons. We got the lion galaxy, We got the mention of a Levi Weston song. We saw Dr. Zaskin, an early Dr. Zaskin. We got Mick, the Triforia reference. We got Mick and, you know, Alfonso Alpha 5, that whole story. So I really liked that we got off world vibes with the rest of the Mighty Morphin team. Like they got to have their own Omega Ranger adventure, essentially. And they got to pull off a heist. And everyone loves a heist. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, Avengers Infinity War was the time heist. And and I just like that we got a command center heist. I thought it was a great B story to Rocky's A story. And I like that Rocky, in the end, overall, when you look at these issues as a whole matt did focus more on rocky than the rest of the team but everyone got a chance to shine and and i really like kim's moments as well planting the seeds of like doubt like do i always want to be a power ranger that was another key for this this mini arc i feel
4: like if they decided oh no this story is too good and then they turned into power rangers red Mm -hmm. I, Mm. i wouldn't i would not I wouldn't have complained. Um, yeah. You know, because obviously when Power Rangers Pink came out, I don't know, Eric would know more than me, mm-hmm. but obviously Power Rangers Pink insinuates they would do a Power Rangers Yellow, a Power Rangers Black, a Power Rangers Blue, a Power Rangers Red. And obviously that never happened. So if they, if Matt wrote this and Boom were like, oh no, we're going to hold back on this and we're going to release it as its own thing and then make it five or six issues, I wouldn't complain.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I I enjoyed it that much. Um, But for what we got, yes, it was amazing. And then, yeah, the other Rangers doing their own thing I thought was great as well. All the references I don't feel like felt forced in that I probably missed most of them. So, yeah, no complaints.
3: A quick pitch for MMPR Red starring Rocky. Whenever he breaks his back in the turbo movie, he oh didn't actually break his back. Zordon fixed him up right away. He had a different mission. to <laughs> so take the, the, the Tyrannosaurus power coin. It breaks up into a whole bunch of pieces. And his siblings, who are now older, because it's been a couple of years, are gonna be Rangers too, including the two twins. And uh it's going to be uh the adventure of the DeSanto siblings going off and doing their own thing and having a great time. And like that. that would be cool.
0: That'd be really fun.
3: It's not going to happen, but that—that's my pitch.
2: Yeah, I want to say this also. What I like about this little mini arc is that um the Rocky stuff I enjoyed, and it's nice that I got to read Inferno Girl Red right after that, so I could yeah. get more of um of Matt's writing. writing. Yeah. So like now my mindset right now is just like, listen, if there's somebody that's gonna do an unlimited, it has to be Matt Groom. If it's yeah, whether it's like a one yeah. shot or like at least a mini, I think. Groom at least deserves a mini. Um, Big shout be- out. Yes.
3: Big shout out to Inter- him red. It's on my Please. bookshelf behind me. It yeah. is one of my favorites things that come out of Massiverse.
0: If you want more Matt Groom, again, the uh aforementioned uh 30th anniversary special, he's got a short story in that. But also Super Massive is coming out this month. Oh yeah. And he's a writer for that. And um Ultraman, if you guys aren't reading Ultraman, yes. Um, him
2: and Kyle are cooking on them series.
3: Yep. This is a tangent, and I'm very sorry. I realize the reason I'm, I've never vibed with Ultraman is I erased it from my memory, but I recently remembered the four kids dub of Ultraman Tiga <laughs> that was on, on the Fox box. I remember watching it as a kid, and like I saw uh, someone talk about it online the other day, and I'm like, oh my god, that's why I've always assumed that I hate Ultraman, because I associate it with that cheesy dub with dumb comedy that didn't make any sense that i watched as a kid and i'm just like "Mm, i don't like this so (laughs) i need i need to read those comics because i need a different entry point to ultraman than what i had
4: so why didn't matt do the ongoing after 100
0: yeah so he said in the interview and and to me personally because that was uh the um, C2E2 back uh, last August and he was at the uh, Massiverse event. Basically, it was the fact that he wanted to just kind of like fill in. He, he had a story that he pitched to them. Um, it kind of fit in what Ryan wanted to do with Charge 100 and kind of build up this story. This 17 through 20, 20 ends with Kim getting the call that jason's mom died Mm -hmm. and and we'll talk a little bit about about that later on so matt had this four issue two issue mini arc that fit in with what they were doing and also it's basically a, a time thing like he's so busy with the massiverse stuff and uh, like Rose said, the Ultraman and kind of the other projects that he's got going on. Uh, but he did say before Melissa was announced, he told me, he's like, I'm not going to say who the next writer is, but I really trust what they're going to do. And they are the only person that I would probably trust like to carry on Ryan's threads and like threads I started and all that stuff. And we got Melissa and, I think she's killing it
3: i'm okay. going to say this and it's going to sound like a critique but i truly do mean it respectfully matt's job was to stall yes you know the mm, yes. omega rangers were the yeah. ones driving the plot to issue 100 to the death everything ranger. plot yeah. relevant like ranger. happened in power ranger
0: yeah after the big thing with elterian war it was meant to get the rangers back to their status quo and mm-hmm. in real life to give ryan parrot a f- break because he yeah. was writing two ongoings and to try to plan all of this he said in that interview that the only thing that ryan gave him as a direction is i need the characters to be at this point at the end of this issue whatever mm. else you mm-hmm. do that's your thing
3: exactly it was very well done That yes. it was stalling until the two series can kind of come together at one point yes
2: and again good planning you don't get this without everybody being on the same page. So Mm -hmm. I want to give kudos to Ryan,
0: Melissa, Matt, Daphna, Hidalgo, everybody,
2: the whole
3: team, everyone, the whole team. Yes.
0: This really was great. Now we're going to talk about Power Rangers 17 through 20, which I'm calling the Omegas are going to save the universe by counting down to Andros. And plus, <laughs> at the end, Power Rangers 20 is the funeral. So the Omega Rangers go back to Earth and kind of set up this this next uh, arc in Mighty Morphin. What did we think of this? Because this was a lot of setting up Andros and, and introducing Andros. This is before the Unlimited. We're not talking about Countdown to Ruin. We're just talking about what what happens in, in Power Rangers.
1: I, at first, didn't like the stuff with Journey. Okay, I didn't like the stuff about Journey. Then rereading it, now having watched Once and Always,
4: Whoa. puts it in a different perspective.
3: Oh, yeah. Didn't even think about that. You're right.
4: I'll be honest, I didn't like the stuff with Andros, but I did like the stuff with Journey.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, so I'm the complete opposite. It wasn't influenced by Once and Always. I just thought giving Zach specifically, I suppose, more responsibility by making him look after someone, I thought was great, because obviously he's always been the, yeah. well, I'd say always, in the comics, he's always been the wise cracking guy, so um, yeah, having him more responsibility.
3: I mean, listen, no one's going to be surprised by this. I have a podcast called Dads Are Dorks. I'm a dad. The journey stuff absolutely hit me hard.
0: As a new dad, when this was coming out,
3: yes. Yeah. The
0: journey stuff really hit me hard. But I, I do want to preface Power Rangers 17 through 20. Writer was Ryan Parrott, artist Marco Renna. Like I said, behind Daniele, Marco is yeah. one of my favorites of the book. Mm,
1: Marco was great.
0: Yeah. 17 through 20 is collected in power rangers volume five soft cover i'm holding it up like anyone's going to see this i'm not recording the video and i talk about this with ryan Parrott in ranger command episode 205 so that's that's a preference
1: the journey stuff in the context of once and now having watched once and always sure. puts it in a different like perspective with zach and trini being caretakers Yeah, Yeah.
3: absolutely.
4: Eric, was that done on purpose?
3: Sorry, Ben.
0: Oh, I... Probably not. I I don't think it was.
3: I don't think they had the once and always script by this point. This was happenstance.
1: I think this is a good coincidence. It's a good coincidence. The Andros stuff, I liked seeing the parallel between how Jason's a Red Ranger versus how Andros is a Red Ranger.
0: How they handle those responsibilities differently.
1: And how they handle loss... Yeah. Differently, and then all of a sudden, Jason has a sudden loss. Yeah, and so right. I think that Ryan did a be- very great job with all of that.
3: I think the interesting thing to Andrews about me is whenever we see him at in space, he is still going through the grief process, but in space, we see him at depression and then eventually acceptance. In the comics, we get to see him at anger. Yep. And eventually at bargaining when he tries to yeah. use the Death Ranger powers um, yeah. to bring Zane back. So we get to see a totally different Andros that still vibes with where he ends up when we see him in the show.
2: What I like about the Andros stuff is like, again, I think it's just proper planning. Like that's always yeah. my big thing when it comes to his comic books. The easy thing would be to just throw Andros in the red suit off rip. But the way that they held off on that, like, oh my it god, started off with, with the black suit, then after that, eventually we got to red. But it's so easy, throw him in the red suit. Everybody knows who that is, but no, we had to build through that. And then the story reason behind It's like, listen, I went through this, this is why I am not morphing because it's so easy. But the way that he kind of held off, it was just like it was a slow burn. So when you finally saw, let's rock it, you're like,
0: yes.
3: Yep. Yes, yes,
2: And it's also yes. kind of
3: symbolic Ugh. of him wearing black. He's still yep. in mourning. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and also it's funny. They made the action figure. The se- action canon. figure. I love it. Now I want to buy it. I didn't want to before. Now <laughs> I want to get it. It was kind of silly before. I'm like, why is there a symbol <laughs> here? And I'm like, no, no, that's just what the stealth suit looks like. I- yep. I've called. I don't. Is it canon? That's a stealth suit. That's what yes. I've been calling it. Yeah,
1: that's okay. canon. Was that done on purpose? Yes. Danielle, I did the design for that yeah. right, or something.
0: Because if you go back to that first episode of In Space, the one time he was wearing the suit on Onyx, you see that gold mm-hmm. symbol.
3: Oh, okay. So it's okay. from the show. It's it's from the playing cards. It's the playing cards they were playing on on Onyx.
0: Yeah. And then Ryan was like, Hey, I could use this.
3: <laughs> yep.
0: And it was it was perfect for what Andros was going through because yeah. he is ruthless in this. He like straight up just kills that guy.
3: Yeah, he doesn't deserve to really be a Red Ranger, right. but he through his redemption. And I think, I think, Roe, what you were saying, whenever you eventually see the three, three, one at mm-hmm. that three, was three three, yeah. three, 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 five. five. Yeah, three, three, five. Dang it. <laughs> okay, I have to hand in my fan card. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my third stamp this month
1: three three one summons like a glider or something
0: <laughs> that issue 100 that moment like you said Roe, is so earned and the way that they drew it and how Ryan wrote it and you get that freaking page turn like in my head those panels when it's like three three five like I could hear that I could hear yep. that in my brain I could hear. Andrew screaming, let's rock it. And then three, three, five. I was just like, ah, when I first read that, I was flipping the hell out. Yes. When he just grabs the Death Ranger from behind and he's like, you know, I'm not letting this happen. Let's rock it. And I'm just like, ah! like I'm like, let's go. Yep. <laughs> that reaction could only happen if this power rangers 17 through 20 was Mm -hmm. planned the way it was like you said ro this is planned and i think this this arc in particular just from a conclusion of sorts like with jason's time as a ranger i think this was some of ryan's best character work
4: yeah i think the main reason why i didn't like it is just because it was kind of depressing it's just like one thing after another after another and like you know i'll I'll be completely honest i sort of skip sad movies because i don't want to feel like (laughs) afterwards
0: (laughs) i think it feels like that because at the start in issue 17 and 18 like jason's like yeah i want to help people and he's like running he's you know training with the yale he's feeling good And then you see Jason at a point where he's at his best. He's like, hey, we're using the Omega Ranger powers. We defeated the Altarians. Like, let's help people. And I love those moments with Yale where he's just like training, drinking. He's taking some chill moments. And then... You know, it gets worse and worse and worse, and we see that descent to where it gets to the point where the Death Ranger can use his emotions and take him over. And so I totally get what you're saying, Calumet. Like to see that descent of Jason when it he finally feels on top of the world, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does.
2: I can't remember if it was here or on my um stream uh with Ben, but I don't know what I wanted post altar I, I for some strange reason i got like hints that something is gonna happen to jason because i think we're already you know we're at this point now where there's a, a middle period between when he leaves becoming a ranger and when he becomes uh the gold ranger and i like that this is the path that they went to because i think it was only a matter of time for something to happen to jason for him to step down officially and i i needed that because again Everybody was always wondering what happened with him in between his Ranger, like MMPR and Zeo. So the fact that we're getting that and he had to reach that low, I agree with Callum. There were times where it was like, I'm sad. yeah. But, it, but again, it's it's all part of the journey as well. So I, I appreciate that.
1: Also, can we talk about like the really cool bookend of like the beginning of, of the Mighty Morphin split Power Rangers series, we got Astronema. And now, like, we've got Andros here, and it's it's really cool.
3: It's almost tragic that they never, like, talked about the fact that they kind of know, that the, the Omegas kind of know each of them. I love you know? that. They
1: were two ships passing in the night. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yep. yep. And then we do
0: get to issue 20, which is the the funeral issue. I thought this was handled very well. I really liked that Ernie got a chance to talk yeah. with Jason. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I almost, I almost cried at that because we haven't seen Ernie in a while, but we know from the comics how influential Ernie was for that early part of Jason's life
4: mm-hmm.
0: and how much of a father figure he was for Jason when his father wasn't really always there for Jason emotionally. I really like that.
3: The Rangers often say Zordon is seen as a father figure, mm-hmm. and I almost disagree with that. Zordon's almost more like a coach. Zordon gives them a lot of advice and training, but Ernie is the one who fed them, made sure they were taken care of, watched over them whenever they were in the juice bar, Ooh. and was a good listening ear.
1: I was about to say Ernie's an uncle, but this is you're no, you're you're more right
3: yeah it's something he doesn't get a lot of appreciation for so i'm very glad that he got this moment in issue 20.
0: but also in issue 20 not just with ernie jason also has that conversation with zordon which is another very strong conversation about Mm. like what am i supposed to do as as a ranger like what
3: i mean that's what i'm saying yeah The, the conversation with zordon Is focused on his job as a ranger in relation to the tragedy he's going through, whereas Ernie was more concerned with Jason as a whole person.
2: Mm -hmm. Again, um, I I know I'm going to keep using this word a lot. Um, Planning. I know um, there's always this big distinction between you know people who write for trade or who write for you know the month to month month or the biweekly. I like that. On we kind of had to wait a little bit. Before we got the next installment, because yeah. it's almost like real life. It's like you don't get the. It's a process. It's a slow burn, you know, to go through death and the fact that we had to wait. Like it, it's it's like it's almost like you you're going through that death with him. So I I really like that. It's Like there's almost like an emotional aspect because I know we we talk a lot about oh they need to do this for the month to month you know right. the previously, but you know what I kind of liked it for this. At least for those couple of months where we didn't get that previously or whatever, it's like you just had to wait for the next issue because you got the stinger. Then next month's like, are you kidding me? Like, yep. I, 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 I. That felt like I went through a a loss as well because of that,
0: and and the fact that Power Rangers Nineteen ended with Jason just in a fetal position on the ground, yep. and mm-hmm. the same month in Mighty Morphin where kim's like oh it's jason's mom and we're like mom because we were all expecting because his dad was already sick and it's just that like that subverting the expectations and doing that little bit of a twist where you're like you know jason's already going through this with his dad emotionally and now you're gonna rip the one other support of his family and it is sad but that's ryan's analogy throughout this entire thing it's like my morphin power rangers was high school the omega rangers first getting their powers was like you know going off away to college and this is them kind of graduating into adulthood and i know in the timeline of the show you know technically they're still high school juniors or seniors but the way that all these events are forcing these characters to grow up quickly, which is a big theme in power Rangers, not only the TV show, but even in Melissa's run, these, these are children warriors essentially. And there's, there's an emotional toll that they have to balance with not just being a power Ranger, but with family and uh, schoolwork as well. I
2: like the fact that that's happening because again, it's like, when we're watching the TV show, maybe back when we were growing up, like, we we didn't really think about it like that. We just thought it's these kids who are just morphing and they're just kicking behind. But now when we're reading the comics, it's like, okay, it's these kids who are morphing who also have to deal with real life because now you're starting to see the cracks with Kimberly. Yep.
0: Now yeah. you,
2: you're you starting to see the cracks with even what happened even with Journey. Billy. Like, Zach, Billy, um, Trini. Yep. So it's, you're really starting to see, like, there's a emotional toll, and even in the conversations with Grace, it's like, yeah, these are kids who are fighting a war, and even the villains say it too. So, mm-hmm. like again, reading it as a you know thirty one year old about to be thirty two, and this different lens, and even watching the TV show as well, it's it's almost mind blowing that we've come from the TV show to now having this re imaging with all this extra context. It's like it's almost like we're being rewarded
0: for being Power Ranger fans as a yep. kid. Till now mm-hmm. Tyler and I going through the similar emotions, like with, with journey, like, I think the journey analogy of it all is Zach and Trini basically raised a kid and they went through all the stages of life with a single being. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a powerful thing. Now yep. I want to go into Mighty Morphin issue 21 and 22, which I'm calling just forever pink. Cause that's what it is. This is collected in Mighty Morphin volume six. Again, I talk about this in the interview with Matt Groom in episode 209. I love this because it was right after the funeral the Omega Rangers are back on earth. Everyone is connecting. Trini has that conversation with Kim that lets it slip out what happened in necessary evil, that their memories were erased in share grid. Mm. And it creates all this doubt in Kim, like, wait, future power Rangers. Like we're not, we're not the power Rangers to include things like the metallic armor. And then this, you know, alternate dimension within the the pocket dimension where we get these echoes of all the future pink Rangers
3: and the future villains
0: and the future villains Mm. to have Kim even get more freaked out to the point where then we get that power Rangers universe tie in of the pink emissary, which we had never seen before. And I have my own issues with that. I'm not going to totally get into but to have kim's memories restored from shattered grid then have those doubts and to talk about them with tommy which mm. starts forming those cracks yep in two issues matt groom did amazing things with this mini arc and yep. the mm-hmm. hint of oh well there's this metallic armor in Zoran's files and they test it out without his knowledge and that's what leads to the problem to begin with i think everything about mighty morphin 21 and 22 i loved it the whole thing slapped it should be illegal for somebody to write (laughs) two great issues back to back like that because
2: now Mm -hmm. when you spoke about it like i have the floppies here but in the back of my mind i thought this was like three issues no this was just this this is just
3: just two issues yeah Incredibly solid issues for Matt Groom.
4: I fully understand Kim because I'm a massive pessimist. And if someone came up to me and said, Oh, there's future, <laughs> there's future Callums, so I'd be like, Wait, am I gonna die? Oh, I'm dying. Great, fab. So, um, yeah, I fully, <laughs> I fully, uh, yeah, I fully understand what she meant when she was like, when she was having a little bit of a panic attack and. So, I think this was probably my uh, second favorite act, Mm -hmm. 100%. I wasn't really a fan of the echoes of the Pink Rangers, but the echoes of the villains I thought were really cool. Oh my God. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought they were really cool. And they didn't, as far as I'm aware, they didn't say who they were.
2: No, did they? Let me see. I got I got it right. I mean, Drop we know who call. they
4: were, obviously reading them, but I don't think they actually said, Oh hi, I'm Ransick. Yeah, they, I'm didn't and, they, they didn't say they didn't say it. their names. Yeah, that like that's really cool. Right way to do it. Yeah, I, I thoroughly
0: enjoyed it. I'm looking um, at that now. They didn't say their names. Holy shit. They was just going off we as fans knowing who they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and you know what the other
2: thing too? We we were talking about um Kim and, and the cracks, but I think on the flip side everything that happens in season three kind of feels more earned because then it's almost like I can leave. It's like, there's a confidence that regardless of if I'm pink Ranger or not, there's somebody else, whether it's a a different form or a different person, Somebody's going to take my place. And then I can kind of step back. And if need be, because we already know everybody comes back some way or another, we don't have to get into that conversation, but Mm -hmm. at least now we know there's going to be maybe a scenario where, you know, Trini or and or Zach and or Jason can they can both just chill because they know the battle continues. Yep. Evil is always going to be evil, but mm-hmm. the fight is going to continue on with other people. So like it's it's almost like a it's like a double-edged sword at, at the same time, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah. And it also kind of I know it's not going to happen in the comics anytime soon, but it does build foreshadowing for cat. Yeah, it does yeah, yeah. It does yep. make so much sense that uh, uh, Kimberly feels okay breaking up with Tommy and leaving and for cats to come on. And I know you have to get through the whole Ninja Quest thing. Maybe they'll do another time jump like the, what they did after Shattered Grid to get to that point. But like, I think at this point, if there were to be another huge universal event and afterwards they just jump forward to cats on the team. I think that Matt Groom has done enough here to establish mm-hmm. that to make that make narrative Me sense too. without having to rehash stuff from the show.
1: I'm ready to go to the ninja stuff, honestly. After Melissa's done with Darkest Hour and everything, I want us
3: to move a little bit more yeah. forward. I want Matt to have green ninja powers. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I want it. I don't care. I that want would it. Be so- That'd be cool. I want it. I don't care if it makes sense. I want it. I'm not it.
0: disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I've seen so many fan cosplays of Ninjetti Green. If they oh, yeah. make that happen in the comics, holy cow.
3: And Hasbro's already slap happy with re-releasing the ninja fi- Ninjetti figures there's just another one they can do
0: why the hell haven't we had have a new green ranger lightning collection figure yet what the
3: hell are they waiting oh, for i know i know that's a, or even omegas hasn't officially been announced yet so uh, i think
4: josh leaked the omegas
3: yeah that's why yeah, i said officially yeah.
4: oh
2: sorry i missed that because the bounce off of what you said tyler we don't know what the state of matt is that i'm i want that too because i think i've grown to like matt i i was on this podcast saying they are going to kill him
1: <laughs> they did not yeah. kill him. I actually think after JDF's passing, I don't think that we're going to get another Ooh, character as the that. Green Ranger in a figurine capacity. I don't think it's going to happen.
0: They did make the new Green Ranger statue. That statue mm-hmm. is, is for pre-order. I don't know if it's exactly out yet. but Yeah,
3: so they're willing to do merch of Matt.
1: Yes, but I don't think that they're going to put somebody else's head.
3: Well, they also traditionally don't do head sculpts for comics.
1: Well, they did do it for the color swap and Lord Draken.
3: Well, Lord Draken also had a physical appear, like the physical appearance from JDF. So,
4: yeah, I think what they do is make if Matt ever had a figure, I think they'd make him a Comic Con or an event exclusive, and then have him as a standalone release without a couple of accessories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what Mm. they do without without a head. Um, so the. Normal people that well, I say normal people, <laughs> the wider Power Rangers audience who have no idea who Matt is or that he even exists would be like, "Oh, cool! It's his bat in the sun suit." Because if you like glance at it, it's fairly similar, isn't it? So it is. Um, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think they will do it eventually. Maybe, hopefully. But yeah, I don't think anyone should be worried about it.
3: Yeah, but to steer back to the comics, because I realize yeah. I, I started this tangent, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. <laughs> um, but we um, this is another example of Matt Groom being given just two issues and being told, hey, stall. They need to reach this point at the yep. end of these two issues. And I know yep. you just wrapped up your last whole really great arc. And he just kind of rolled up his sleeves and said, yeah, here we go. Here's a... Excellent. I don't even want to call it a mini arc because so much happens in these two issues and it's all incredible.
2: I can't believe it's only two. I really thought it was like three or four. (laughs) It's two. It's just two issues. That goes to show. I think after that issue, that's when I was just like, I'm okay with Melissa, but man, if if it was. you see what I'm trying to say? Like, I wouldn't mind if Matt was the one that took it over. Yeah. I understand Melissa. Yeah. But now more than ever, I keep I'm gonna keep saying this. I need Matt once again on a Power Rangers project. Like yep. he he mm-hmm. he know he he got the chops. He got the chops.
3: Or more Inferno Girl Red. Yeah. Yes. I would yes. love for that to be a monthly series because I need more.
4: Are we officially calling it Forever Pink or is it just the two issues of a comic. Do you know what I mean? Does it actually have a name?
3: Or no, it doesn't have a is... name. I just oh, call okay. it mm-hmm. all
0: right. for the sake of this. Th- my right. show yeah, yeah, notes. Yeah. I just call it things. Forever Pink. Okay, it's
3: the thing everyone talks about. It's. Uh, I mean, I think it's only like two to three pages, but even still, what a great two to three pages that it was. Is, yeah. If the
4: comic series turned into Matts, not necessarily Matt uh, Groom, but if it just turned into like two or three issue story arcs. I wouldn't complain if they were this high quality.
0: And we got a little bit of that with Ryan when Power Rangers first started. It was like those two to three episode arc stories, and then it built to something On Go-Go. more.
3: Yeah, with Gogo yeah.
0: and with Power Rangers because he did when the Omega Rangers went off. There was like got the space vampires, and then we got the one thing. Oh, and the yeah, other thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, sure.
4: I think for me, it would be more easily digestible. Yeah, than your necessary evil which is, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between like two eras I suppose.
0: I think with whatever you know, Melissa's doing with Recharged and then Darkest Hour, because we don't know how long she's going I would appreciate if after all the Dark Spectre stuff like Ben said, we do get maybe a time jump and then like what you guys are suggesting these two or three mini arcs where it's like self-contained stories necessarily. I don't want a huge event every other time.
4: I don't want that either. Cause it, then it won't
1: be an event. It will just be every day. Yeah. yeah. Do more I mean, character driven so. stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Cause that's what made go go get so more good.
0: of Matt type ones yeah. from yeah. whoever writes it. I would appreciate Cause it. Cause
4: that's what made go go so good is that yeah. realistically mm-hmm. the book is yeah. kind of pointless. That sounds awful, but like what made
3: it amazing,
2: it was their day-to-day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: It didn't have to have an overarching plot. Yeah.
2: No. I was going to say this too. The, um, one of my favorite issues of Necessary Evil was the Bulk and Skull issue. Yep. yep. Yeah, It was Slice of Life. It, it even really tied in It, it did it, it, in a way. But again, it was kind of just like, okay, what is Bulk and Skull doing? Like, yep. How do they play into this whole storyline? And it was just very one and done. And then boom, you moved on and it actually helped because I did the re I was like, Oh, this, this helps. This is nice. And again, if we could, if we get more of that, that's cool. Cause again, the show did a lot of the legwork for us. So now all you're just doing is like kind of adding some extra sauce to it sauce. That's mm. well needed. Yes. So why not?
3: It was a very dry show needed sauce.
4: Was that issue? The one where it was basically found footage and they were running around trying to film the Megazord fight. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I really enjoyed that
3: one too. Did that end with the Candace reveal?
0: I believe.
3: What, the, the so? Necessary Evil one? That she was an Altarian. There's His girlfriend.
4: Vulcan's, Skull's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, Skull's girlfriend turning into. Turning into uh, an Eltarian
3: at like the. There was an issue that was the stinger at the end of an issue. I couldn't no, remember. No, that
0: was that. the second issue of Necessary Evil. Oh, okay. The Bulk and Skull issue, kind of like what, what Kyle did, like every five issues or whatever, there was kind of like a. Mini break, story uh, yes. Okay. Focus. So gotcha, that was gotcha. kind of a similar thing. Now, before we get into the last part with Power Rangers 21 and 22, I briefly want to touch on the Unlimiteds. I know this is going to be a huge discussion, but to supplement this, Charge to 100, we got Power Rangers Unlimited Countdown to Ruin. That was Marguerite Bennett coming back uh, with artists Anna Chandra and Giuseppe Cafaro. Uh, this was also collected in Mighty Morphin Volume 6. And then uh, similarly in Power Rangers Volume 6, Power Rangers Unlimited Death Ranger, which was written by Paul Lore and artist uh, Kath Lobo. That was collected in Power Rangers Volume 6, and that's to round out. So Volumes 5 and 6 of both series is pretty much covers whatever we're talking about. I'll say it right out the gate, I did not like Countdown to Ruin. No, I didn't
1: either. Um, mm-hmm. it was. It was bad. It was real yeah, bad.
0: Yeah, it was.
4: Oh, it felt like fan Stopping. fiction.
0: I knew what they were trying to do to connect the past history with with Zane and Andros, and I appreciated them trying to fill in those gaps of the story. But for me, the biggest disconnect, which I thought was more egregious than the writing, was the artwork this was terrible
3: yeah the artwork was bad it was inconsistent too
0: to split it between two artists who have so disconnecting art styles was terrible
3: and the big draw of it too was to see the previous in space team
0: and we only got to see half of them
3: they really flopped on the majority of the old in space team members because they the art was inconsistent You, you like between characters they weren't given any characterization really they were just given Faces and you weren't even sure which ranger was which which color. And besides blue mom and pink mom, there really wasn't any new characters introduced that stuck out.
4: It felt like fan fiction, but yes. they had only printed the middle bit of it.
0: We're not doing the whole fan fiction as as critique. We're not using fan fiction. Oh, okay, as um, I don't want to do that. Um, right. But I think the biggest disconnect for me was, is that the Anna Chandra artwork, which was the more anime, like it almost mm-hmm. felt like a Basojo manga. And mm. it was very heavily implied that maybe Zane and, and Andros kind of had more of a thing. Yeah. I tried to take that as like a brotherly love relationship. Not yeah. they like were an brothers anime. in
1: arms. Yeah. It didn't have to be romantic. No, it See, didn't.
3: I would have preferred if it was just it was the, a decision one way or the other yeah because what it felt like it felt like the writer wanted to go one direction and there was either editors or other maybe more corporate people who were like Remember, no 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 no." marguerite and bennett wasn't throat. supposed
0: to write this the, the initial yep writer for this was i forget their name too i do too no disrespect
3: no, we'll okay. throw it in the show notes. I'm I'm yeah. sorry. They're not credited. It's just based off of memory at this point.
1: And then they came forward and they said if they wrote this, it wouldn't have been queer based, yeah. which is exactly yes. what it was. It
3: yeah. was. You are exactly right. It was just like getting there almost enough to like pat themselves on the back, but without doing anything. Correct. It felt so lukewarm and disappointing for people who wanted to see it either way. It was
4: disingenuous. Yes. I I would be open to them being in like a same-sex relationship if it was at all hinted in the show, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Zane Zane was having a thing with Ashley, and so did Andros. So
3: like, no, Zane was was with Astromata.
1: but Zane was also trying to steal at Andros's. Oh, was he? I thought Ashley had a crush on him. Right. It was implied. Remember, he ate the cupcake.
3: Okay. It would be funny, though, if Zane flirted with both the brother and the sister, <laughs> he was just attracted to that type and didn't realize it until later. I think that'd be a funny angle. But it, like I said, I just I wish they had decided.
4: Yeah, if they had all hinted it, at it on the show, I'd be open to it. But, you know, reading that, it was just it was just disgusting.
0: The person who was supposed to write this was L.L. McKenney. Yes. Air to Darkness. That's it. Then it got changed to Marguerite Bennett because they initially slipped on that press release. They had L.L. McKinney lists as first, and then they switched it to TBA. And then we didn't find out until like a month later when the solicitations Mm -hmm. came out. So that's when you can find it on L.L.'s tweets that she said she would have done this way
1: differently.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see what she had cooked up for this. It could have been a lot more interesting, to say the least.
1: Zane and Andros' relationship is a lot like Cap and Bucky. Yeah. It's not romantic, it is two brothers in arms, in war, and they are the only two people that they have. That doesn't mean that they need to be romantic with each other. Yes.
4: Clarifying my, like, disgusting comment, to me I think of them like Harry and Ron from Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. They're just, you know two really good friends to the point where they're almost brothers. Yeah. And so to have them sort of hinting at that, that's why it felt disgusting to me because I've just never seen them
1: in that way. That's where I see where your comments about fan fiction comes in. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: I see where you're coming from with that. And this is the last thing I'll say on the subject. Mm -hmm. The history of queer coding characters, especially on television is wrought in censors not allowing Sure. Queer characters mm-hmm. to be displayed. And that was still prevalent in the nineties. Yeah. So whether or not a writer who had come up with the characters of Andros and Zane wanted them to be attracted to each other, it wouldn't have even been allowed. Yeah. yeah. So I don't blame people who take characters from the nineties and before and say that they saw romance there, because maybe there was, and it just had to be edited so that it was okay to be shown on TV then.
0: I want to make it clear. If you see more in this relationship and you take it a different way, I'm not gonna take that away from anyone. Yeah. If you want to see representation where you see sure. it, that's where Tyler's point is.
3: Mm-hmm. For
0: me, I consider it like what Callum, what like Ben, what all of us are saying. Like I consider it that brotherly, we've been through the together. We're not related by blood, but these the war bonds have mm-hmm. made us have this unbreakable brother bond.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, so you know what the crazy part is? I actually feel opposite than than everybody here. I liked it. So in context, the previous issues coming out, sure. I thought this was. A nice buffer, because again, like you got the introduction to the other in space team, and then you know you got to see how exactly you know Zane ended up in the state that he was. In. So I think in context it worked.
0: I like the events. It's just yeah. the art pulled me so out of it. You get this basojo anime style, and then you get this like and that one panel where the pink and blue ladies, their faces are just oh like I hate that panel, unearthly grins. I know
3: exactly yeah. what you're talking about. That was God. Yeah.
0: I hate that. For me, in context, like, with
2: the release, I enjoyed it. Sure. I mean, typically, I'm kind of whatever on art, like, you know, do whatever. But I think what really took me away is just, like, the art. I think it was just, like, a intentional on the art and the coloring. Because, again, like, right. the coloring really... That, that's a very important p- component of this source. Like, this seemed very intentional. And then, also on the flip side, like, I agree with everybody here Zane and Andros, they come off to me as brothers. But I will be honest, too. I watched In Space again as recently as like a, a month or two ago. Oh, so okay. it was nice re- with that new concept. Like, oh, could this. Could this be? Hmm. So it was, I, I was kind of playing with it a little bit, but also at the same time too, it was like they're brothers and I, it felt yeah. intentional and it wouldn't have unnerved me as much if we didn't have the tough on Twitter. Cause I think, again, that's what it kind of just showed me like a lot of unprofessionalism. And that's when yep. it started going off mm-hmm. in my mind, like, okay, what's going on here behind the scenes? Cause my understanding was that everybody was starting to work together. But when I see that there's a, there's a level of unprofessionalism I yeah. can't stand from comic book writers. So if we didn't see that, I would have been all right with, okay, cool. But the fact that we saw that and I was under the impression that it was one of my tweets that kind of sparked the fire. And all of a sudden, the next thing I saw was that. I don't like that. I would rather us just, us speculate versus the unprofessionalism yes. coming in, and then mm-hmm. that's fueling another, another fire. But overall, I thought it was fine.
0: Having that doubt behind the scenes, whether you know it was Boom messing up a listing, and then it plants that doubt, and then you've got the writer that was supposed to write this shade tweeting after it came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have any of that, it would have been, like you said, bro. Yeah. it would have been a different reaction from us. But mm-hmm. now that there's, there's a potential for a different story out there, and maybe I could have liked it better. Yeah. That
3: sucks. I saw that too with once and always, when I think mm-hmm. Simon or someone tweeted out that there were about four revisions to the script. And there were some fans out there who were like, what happened to the other revisions? And it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Every piece yeah. of media that you read or watch or whatever has had revisions. It's had characters that were in it yep. and were taken out. It's had characters who've d- done one thing and then it was decided to go another thing. That doesn't matter. That always happens with every single piece of media that you will ever consume. Yeah. Don't worry about it.
2: I'm gonna bookend with this one. I said this on my stream. Ben was there too. It's like, yeah, there is a fun to just having something and speculate. There's a f- that's part mm-hmm. of the game. That's part of why we're even all doing this as well. It's just like yeah. there's a certain fun to just you got this, yeah. you got the final product. Speculate. I think the fun gets ruined. Yes. when all of a sudden you're getting extra context that wasn't needed because now all of a sudden it's like oh what a, what if this what if that like it's fun for us to get it and spike it that's why i love doing this with you guys because we got a final product and yep. then we can speculate and have fun with it but you ruin it when all of a sudden it's like you you're throwing these other things out there so that, that's my thing mm-hmm. but again if we didn't get that I liked it regardless, but I would have liked it even more if we didn't get the extra context.
3: Sure. Yep. And to kind of touch on that, uh, with the next unlimited that we're gonna be talking about with the Death Ranger, I think there was a Boom Studio release at one point that uh left in an old revision where there was another Omega. I think it was they listed that there's like a team of six.
0: One of the solicits said that there was a team of, of six. Yes. But the solicits are written as the pitches are being sold, essentially.
3: Yes. Yeah, what I was saying is that, like, because they released that, there are so many people on Twitter, like, what happened to the six? What color was the six? What was the six person doing? That six ranger doesn't exist. Nope. Officially. It was an Paul idea.
0: Was like, we dropped it. And there was only five Omega It was Rangers. dropped, probably okay, for good. a good
3: reason, yeah. because it wouldn't make sense that there was another ranger power for omega to be teased and not used later right it doesn't exist there's likely no art of this six omega it was just a line on a page or maybe something written up on a whiteboard when they were coming up with ideas
0: and so much energy was devoted to the fan speculation just because they had like a typo essentially
3: essentially yeah that is a waste of your energy and you're not appreciating the product for what it is Mm -hmm. exactly
0: yeah And the opposite, I love Death Ranger. I love that we got the first team of Omegas. It really gives you the backstory to what this spirit inside the Omega Morpher is. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one.
3: This was my favorite of the Unlimited, hands down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was my second favorite.
1: I wish the seeds for the Death Ranger were planted a little bit earlier. Yes. In the main book, but otherwise, it was good.
4: I feel the complete opposite to you guys. (laughs)
3: <laughs> there's always one there's always one yeah that's what makes this fun i know yeah i love it
4: yeah I, I didn't need the backstory i would have just been happy with not knowing who the first team were and then
3: mm.
1: uh
4: you know i would have been more than happy speculating my whole life about who the originals were and i just didn't really enjoy it personally yeah. but you guys I, crack on
3: yeah i see it as uh also a parallel of what Jason and Andros yeah. are going through it's all different shades of how people deal with loss, yeah. specifically loss of a loved one. And Spark, uh, Spark, I don't know how I say their name. I just um, say it as Spark. Spark. Yeah. And Spark kind of denying death and going through grief in a denial, I will overcome this kind of sense. I could definitely relate to the way that they're feeling, but they, tampered with some dark stuff that you really shouldn't but at the same time it, it, at some point at least in the back of my mind i'm like i get it though
0: yeah. yeah that's why i think i like this better because you know we deal with those ancient rangers we deal with the lore of the omega rangers and it adds you know a couple more alien species to the mix you know some intriguing species like one of them had like a hive mind essentially that was spark yeah spark the other one was what's her face with
3: the third eye
0: the purim and the implications of what their species goes through and it was very interesting and i hope we get to see a little bit more of like those types of 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 races but that's I think one of the greatest things about the whole death ranger arc, because you're tackling a very high concept of death and grief and loss and how everyone processes that differently. Andros process it differently than Jason process it differently than death ranger process it differently. And I think to anyone who's lost a loved one, I read Paul Aylor's tweets after this came out, he wrote this after he lost, I think he lost his mother and then he had to write this so he's writing this from a raw emotional perspective and it comes through with the death ranger and I, i think using your pain to process that grief through a creative outlet is like the fourth way that people can deal with loss and so even from a creator perspective like how it parallels i thought was really Excellent. What
2: I like also, and this is kind of one of the other reasons why I like the other one, Countdown to Ruin, is because it's almost, well, kind of to bounce off of, of maybe what Callum said and somebody else, it's just like, there wasn't too much time for us to get introduced to like these other teams that's a plus and a minus like plus i just like okay cool we know they're there we have like an i a brief idea of what they're like but also i think in the grand scheme of things i like that both books were kind of uncomfortable reads because again we are dealing with you know like death and, and all that like i'll be honest with you like thank god i read other comic books because if yeah. i just ended the night on death ranger i would have been depressed yeah. I a palate <laughs> cleanser. yes yeah i do appreciate that like it's more of an uncomfortable read and o- it almost ties into like how uncomfortable both the main books were at the time so i i appreciate that because not everybody can tackle death not everybody can t- tackle social issues but th- the way that both of those books in my opinion were handled is like I-, I appreciate that a lot and again it adds like that whole conversation of you know power rangers needs to be more mature that was as mature as you can
3: get yep honestly 100
0: we'll briefly touch upon the power rangers 21 through 22 uh, which i'm calling the death ranger strikes back uh, again ryan parrot marco renna collected in power rangers volume 6 that's why I'll, i'm saying that we're going to come back more quickly like in the next month or two because mm. we'll talk about 100 and melissa's run together because okay. that's the launching off point. Yeah. But I think what power Rangers 21 and 22 does specifically after the death Ranger unlimited really sets up the death Ranger as a threat. And I love this setup for, cause these were like the final two issues and 22 was literally the penultimate before issue 100. So I really enjoyed the setup to make Death Ranger more menacing once he took hold of Zane's body and then Mm -hmm. literally stabbed Jason in the back and possessed him. I really, really enjoyed all of this.
3: The design of uh, Jason as Death Ranger is possibly one of my favorite designs to come out of the comic books. Yeah. It's so threatening. I mean, I love the effect of the death ranger teeth appearing on anyone who's even a little bit possessed but yeah. jason going through the entire transformation was where it's emerging
0: of the both of the omega powers was yeah really crazy what i like
2: about you know the last two issues i don't know even melissa i see it now in her run like it's it's an almost gives me like season finale feels it's just like yeah. i it's just like almost something lingering in the back of your head. And then for Melissa to take that and bring that energy to her one as well. It's just like, I yep. love it. It's like, it's, it's gnawing at the back of your head and what, how Andros came together. And, and you know, and
0: the connecting thread in all of this that they've been hinting at years in the specials and the main line is that thread and that threat of dark specter it is this has been building for three plus years Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm so excited for whatever this darkest hour is going to be because Mm -hmm. this is going to be the rangers at the end of their ropes and rita has an army and now how can the rangers get more support
3: there's a lot to be excited for
0: yeah i'm like bring
3: Mm -hmm. back bring back the solar ranger yes (laughs) Yes, I would love to solar rangers to come back.
0: (laughs) I think that's why power rangers 20, 21 and 22. It's really that build up to one kick finale that Ryan does in 100. Mm -hmm. And we'll do a deep dive into 100 in the next issue. But man, just the art and the battle for everything death ranger and how they possessed people and them taking down the entire omega ranger team and possessing them. Nothing is more freaked out to me than seeing Yale with, like, with the teeth. four-eyed skull and the teeth. Mm. And yeah, the terrifying. That's that's just <laughs> insane.
3: Yeah, no, the art design of any possessed ranger. The zombies themselves were just kind of mm, it was whatever. zombies. Yeah, they were whatever. They're zombies. They're fun, but the possessed rangers were really terrifying.
4: Yeah, I think for me, just thinking about it now, one thing that would have been really cool. Rather than possessing anything and everything, he could possess things that were dead in the morphing grid. So, like previous Power Ranger teams, they just appeared oh, Ooh. like as mm. specters in a way. Yeah, so what was the team that Astronomer killed? Um, supersonic, supersonic
0: yeah. team. Ooh. Yeah, if they appeared, oh, yeah, 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 Ooh, yeah, yeah. you're right.
4: The thing that I had issue with is that it just turned into a, a zombie apocalypse. Um, mm. so I feel like to separate it slightly and make it more Power Rangers. I'm not saying everything has to be Power Rangers, but like, sure, I think sure, it would have sure. been really cool. Yeah. If Supersonic appeared, the team that she killed Use in-
3: every Sentai suit that never made it into PR. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nuts? Oh, that's yeah. why they didn't have a show. They were dead. That's a, yeah. that's a reason.
4: <laughs> Who else is dead? only two teams so far, isn't
0: it?
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But still like that would have been really cool if they appeared and then Kim were like, Oh, there were ranger teams before us as well. And they're dead. Well, that's great. Everything I've learned is just in the bin for the minute, but you know, right. Which would kind of
0: reinforce all the struggle that she was going yeah. through and kind of yeah. confirm some of her worries. No, that that's interesting. Yeah.
3: That would have been a, a heck of a lot of work for the artist though. <laughs> I will say that that would have yeah. been, Ooh. And also with fans pointing out like, hey, in the background here, I see you have supersonic red, but the Yay. visor kind of looks like supersonic yellow. It would have been a lot to do.
0: I think Marco Renna crushed it, and he's yes. actually the artist for 108 because like, the main artist, Simone guillain takes a break. So <laughs> the issue that is out at the time of this release is drawn by Marco Renna, and he freaking crushes 108 i cannot wait for you guys. i can't wait for that one that sounds really good so i think we're gonna wrap it up i'm gonna give a chance for everyone to plug their um other projects or social media so ben what what do you got going on
1: find me on dr ben md on twitter uh leave me alone i'm playing zelda
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) trust me you'll get to zelda right after this
1: i'm already firing it up (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) oh my gosh
3: Oh my uh, gosh, yeah. ben. That's why you've been so quiet. <laughs> uh, you can find me
2: on a roll of a queen underscore on Twitter. You can find me on roll of a queen reviews on YouTube every couple months me ben and a couple of, of the folk get together so we we try to do like our own little kind of like branch off of this because yeah. we we can't hold off like we this is like the, the main spot but like it's like dang,
1: i gotta talk about these comics
3: with the we're whole... A splinter of a squadron
0: yeah <laughs> trust me we'll be back in a month to talk about okay. melissa's run i want to get caught up for us i
3: have a lot of great things to say about melissa's run that's yeah. all i'll preview with
0: we'll get off
2: on there like do i kind of like our own little thing um but
0: yeah thank you i love your countdown like your monthly top 200 i like you doing the reviews of that so definitely check out rose channel we'll link it in the show notes
3: yeah
2: thank you and again thank you for having me oh my goodness i missed this
3: so much (laughs) i love you guys this is great tyler how about you you can find me on twitter at stormbreaker or and also on the Dads Are Dorks podcast, which releases every other week. We usually aim for Thursdays and find us on Twitter at Dads Are Dorks and on TikTok at Dads Are Dorks.
0: And the guys over at Dads Are Dorks are doing a Massive Verse uh, breakdowns every few episodes, I guess.
3: We check in with the Massive Verse very regularly and okay. we are planning another one soon.
0: Excellent. And then, Callum, where can people find you?
4: I'm back on Instagram, actually. Woo! So Lightning Collection. So I'm reposting other people's photos to do with the toy line. Um, so that's great. Thankfully, um, I don't know when they introduced this, but at some point between me going on a hiatus and then coming back, they introduced scheduled posts, which has made my life so much easier. Yeah. So I'm just doing like group posts. And uh, yeah, they're going out. They're, they go out Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Occasionally, if I've got a problem with Hasbro, I'll usually rant about it on Twitter. <laughs> it's PRL Collective. Um, I won't do that on Instagram because they follow me on there, but they don't follow me on uh, on Twitter. So that's where the hate goes. And then all, all the love goes on Instagram. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys. This has been a blast. And like I said, we'll return probably in a month or so with uh, our next review and we'll catch up on everything issue 100, talk about Ryan's run a little bit. We'll briefly touch on the turtles, but uh, the main event will be Melissa's run. So looking forward to talking with you guys then. Yeah, it's going
1: to be great. All right. Thanks again, Eric. Thank you for always having us. Absolutely. uh, Putting up with me. I'm not playing
0: up with you. You're my friend. I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying your company. I know. Go, I know. go play Zelda. Um, yeah. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. <laughs> Have questions? Email us at rangercommandpowerhourgmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and rangercommandpowerhour, all one word on Facebook and Instagram. And until the next episode, we will see you on the next Ranger Command Power Hour. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks by pledging you are helping us make our show even better go to patreon.com rangercommandph ranger command ph to learn more thanks for listening